0: Right there. Going down again, and it's Q. Fighting through contact, fighting through offensive line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one. Just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, this is actual football talk. It's a football show, it's football, not storylines. And you are listening to the 39th edition of Bleed Splits, the second uh, live stream edition of Bleed Splits, uh, joined by Kyle Smith, as we will be once a month, the first Monday of the month, to talk Jets football, a quarterly wrap up, as this one's kind of going to be, plus some mailbag, plus some superlative um, type talk. So, Kyle, what's up, man? How do you enjoy the first the first month of the Jets season? Before getting <laughs> into the nitty gritty. Hey Joe, I
1: hated it and now I'm loving it.
0: Now you're now you're loving it
1: because you're in here. Well, um, well, I no. I, I I am <laughs> I am loving it for that reason too. I mean, truthfully, you know, doing this once a month, it's been years since I've kind of you know, I don't know, I guess done something consistently with like football yeah. related talk. And I do truly do love talking football, so it's gonna be cool doing this once a month. So I am happy about that. But I mean, since the San Francisco game, I've just been supporting the tank um, once again. So that's why I'm saying I'm loving it now, because I truly believe that we are in the perfect position to get the number one overall pick when I really think that there actually is truly a special quarterback now. And I'm only convinced that there is one at this point. And I don't know if we want to get into that or right off the bat.
0: Uh, no, we'll, we'll get into that.
1: Yeah. But uh, so I'm enjoying it now just because. You know, Adam Gase, he, he gets blown out in a lot of games
0: and um, yeah.
1: we actually managed to lose a close game, which he manages usually to sometimes win those close games. So anyway, uh, I for, know to, we'll to, save to fourth
0: that stringers, time. to fourth stringers.
1: Yes, we'll save um, that talk though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we're going we're to do some superlatives. Uh, I don't know if you have your list of what you did last time. I'm going to go over my list and just kind of see where we, where we stand uh, with. Yeah, that. I should we, have it. We could, we could discuss that a little bit. Like I said, we got a couple of mailbag questions. We're going to go into some of the wrap up of the of the season. And then, like I said, if you guys want to call in, uh, 818-573-5427. If you want to sound off, go ahead. Uh, this is not a family show. (laughs) I don't think on these live streams. So if you want to drop some bombs, go ahead. Um, thank you everybody who's tuning in. Like I said, it's, it's our second live stream. So we're trying to get this done, but I see a ton of people in the chat, uh, Todd, Zach, Jerry, Patrick, Tim. So hello to everybody. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Obviously, the Jets are not giving us much to, to watch, but hopefully this show will give you some uh, relief. Hopefully, we also uh, give you some relief in terms of watching the young guys with a lot of focus on guys like Beckton, a lot of guys like Quinn and Williams, <clears throat> a lot of guys like Darnold. So those are the things you should be watching for. The guys like you know Pierre seer and McClendon and all this are, are maybe fun to point out a little bit, but we're really looking forward uh, to breaking down the guys who are going to be here for a couple of years, not the guys who um are going to be gone most likely next year. So Kyle, let's get uh let's let's do the we're going to do this super, uh, superlatives first and kind of revisit what we thought in the beginning of the season. We'll go over this pretty quickly and then uh where we kind of stand now with these superlatives. So offensive breakout star. I said it was going to be Perryman. Uh, Unfortunately, Perryman's been injured, and now there's been a lot of talk. You know, Perryman versus Robbie is always foolish to think that he could replace Robbie. I think on a one v one talent level, uh, Perryman has a higher ceiling than Robbie, but obviously Robbie is killing it with with uh, the Panthers right now. Um, but so is he really the-
1: killing? I, is he really killing it? I mean, uh, listen, I haven't watched pretty much any of their film. I've only just seen highlights on the TV, and I saw him like. I saw him catch a really long pass on like a broken play that was like a bad play by the defensive back. It wasn't anything that amazing that Robbie did
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so is he is he really like just dusting dudes, or is it just Joe Brady and that you know l s u offense that we saw last year that was so good just scheming him open I mean
0: I don't know yeah that's that's obviously hard to evaluate, but I could just tell you when Jets fans are seeing Robbie go for a hundred yards and two touchdowns or whatever they're definitely thinking he's killing it, so based on us I should say. At, at on a statistical standpoint, yes, he's killing it. Um, so, but regardless, him versus him versus Perryman, Perryman has obviously been, uh, I guess, I, I don't know if I want to call it a bust of a signing after after four weeks, but he's been injured, which has been his problem throughout the you know the Ravens um, and with the Browns. So that right. hasn't worked out. I, I think the offensive breakout star this year so far is probably Braxton Barrios. I don't know if you agree with that, but so far, I think he's showing that he could actually be reserve receiver. I don't think anybody other than that, on the offense is really breaking out. I, I think the only other guy on offense who's been really impressive, uh, obviously we're going to say Becht, we're going to talk about back in a little bit. The only other guys who have been taking steps up, I think in Jet fans' minds or, or in my uh, mind is probably Fant, which uh, I've been correct on through four weeks of the season, which he has a lot of games to screw up my opinion of him, but I thought he was going to be a decent tackle for the Jets. He's been a decent tackle for the Jets. And then Barrios is really the only other guy. So I, I guess if you had to say offensive breakout star, maybe it's Barrios.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I like what he's been doing um, when, when Donald's breaking out of structure and he's finding a way to get open, which is, is key. You want your slot guy doing that. Um, but I mean, I guess nothing too special from him. Um, and you could say Fant, but I mean, people were kind of, some, some people had decent expectations for him. I mean, you did sign him for $10 million a year. You signed him on like the first couple of days of free agency. So you're kind of at least expecting him to, you know, be at least, uh, you know, at the level that he's been playing at. So I don't know if it, it, it might not be fair to call him a breakout star.
0: And yeah, then you and could it, also put
1: a- it, you could put Smith, Jeff Smith into the consider, but he only played one game.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that'll be that'll be getting to it a little bit too quick. But honestly, he looked he looked pretty good uh last game. And that's why, <clears throat> you know, at the beginning of the season, do I want that true X receiver number one guy for Darnold? Yes. Um, but I also said I think there's some weapons here with with you know Vincent Smith, Jeff Smith, with Perryman, with Crowder, but unfortunately all those weapons have been injured. It's it's been brutal running out Chris Hogan, Braxton Barrios, and Josh Malone and Cager as your you know, top four of guys the last couple of weeks, minus, you know, the last week. But um, the thing that's frustrating about Barrios too, which we'll get into Adam GaSe plenty, uh, that Barrios mm-hmm. has been, you know, that that breakout star um, in air quotations. And then last game, I think he only played ten reps, which is frustrating because I think there is a way to get Barrios and Crowder on the field at the same time. But yes, but Adam GaSe. Slot guy is a slot guy and that's the only place he can play. And that's, the, um that's where he's going to play. So you don't see Barrios, which is pretty frustrating. Uh, moving on to the offensive rookie of the year. I don't think there's a question here. I think this is the one that we all hit uh, back then. What, what have been your thoughts about back then? I've obviously done a show, you know, three weeks. I'll do a show in two days, breaking down some of back then when, you know, he was in the game. Um, but what have your overall thoughts been of the rookie?
1: By the way, um, just just an FYI, I've watched um, all the coaches film for all the games, and I always do watch your shows, as you know. I I purposely haven't watched any of your stuff yet since the season started because I didn't want to be too influenced by your opinions and takes (laughs) on things. Go ahead. That way, I, I feel like it'd be too boring when we're just talking about it if I repeated the same things as you and had the same exact ideas as you. So I didn't watch that yet. So I I don't know exactly what you have said about him or whatever. But for me, I mean, he's definitely exceeded expectations. I mean, it's just been really, really impressive, especially in the run game, which we thought would he would be better at that. But that's been even better than expected. I mean, he just moves people like in the NFL. If you can move a guy like a yard off the off the line of scrimmage or a yard outside of a gap, like that's huge. That's opening up gaps in the NFL. This dude is moving guys several yards, completely washing them off the screen, like you'd see in college, but now he's doing it with NFL-caliber talent. I mean, it's really, really, really impressive. And even in pass pro, man, like, you know, he was going against – I know we didn't see him against him against Bosa a lot, which he did do well against Bosa, but, you know, Justin Houston is a powerful rusher. You know, it's always been his game. He's been a a power guy. And I literally saw Beckton drop in pass sets and hit Justin Houston high, and literally bend Justin Houston back in a pass rep where Justin Houston is attacking Becton. He's got the full head of steam on Becton. Becton strikes him, and he's literally folding Houston backwards. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, like that's just really impressive. It just shows you how strong and massive this dude is.
0: Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. Th- there's some technical things I want to see him clean up. Like I said, that he will get hurt with at times, you know, that the the hand strikes are a little bit too high. Um, at times for me, I think he also opens up a little bit too soon at times, but in terms of like his footwork cadence, his balance, his striking, his timing of his striking, the, the, the fact that he's not leaning the way he's passing off stunts, um, so early into his career when he didn't see a lot of it in college. It was all really, really impressive. So there's been a few things and I have to make sure I preface it when I say, okay, I think he can improve on this. Um, during my videos because I think that's like the new jet player you cannot attack back then because people will kill you. Um, he's the new so I, Jamal Adams? Yeah, so there's yeah, there's some things that I want to see him improve on, which he will. He's he's a rookie, but um overall for a kid who was, you know, coming in raw, uh, he's been one of the top tackles in the NFL. Like I think throughout his his couple, first couple of games like he's the 11th best ranked tackle in the NFL from left tackles and right tackles and you know I don't care a lot about the rankings, but still uh when they favor Jets players I'll talk about them. So um, yeah, it's been, it's been really, really nice to see back to me because that's your long-term left tackle. The only thing you have to worry about is the size, uh, with the knees, with the ankles, things like that. I brought that up pre-draft. So something you have to be concerned with, I saw people talking about the shoulder injury and they're concerned with, with, uh, with the shoulders as a bigger guy, I don't know why people are concerned about shoulders with bigger guys. So I think that's kind of a reach. I think it's more of knees and ankles and and, yeah, yeah. and things like that. So I, I like because his I'm shoulders
1: gonna, aren't supporting his weight. His I, knees exactly.
0: Aren't. So I literally, I'm not going to call it the person. I should maybe I should maybe I should, maybe I should start to death. Like, oh yeah, you know, it's always a big concern like the shoulders of a bigger guy. It's like. Well, shoulders that has nothing to do with your weight like what are you what are you talking about guys so what because his arm is too heavy <laughs> you know so that was pretty stupid um but yeah i guess you can you know you don't have to watch the shows kyle yeah you know, it's, it's okay I, I need some views but that's no, all right um you're, you're gonna see i one, didn't uh, say i
1: wasn't gonna watch no i'm here.
0: kidding i'm kidding so the one t- the one thing you're gonna see is one of myself argue with my own i i i, I argue with myself which which i got a good response from because that's what i do and then i uh impersonated baldy with one of those beckton uh down blocks where he's saying it's a down block and it's not even <laughs> a down block it's it's not and he's like oh my god just down block and, I, and it wasn't even a down block everybody's going crazy and then you hear every single person recite that same thing oh that down block on that one play because they heard baldy and it wasn't even a down block he was just creating vertical displacement on the back side of his zone so you, I, I don't know about you but i don't think you i don't think you down block on on an inside zone or mid zone or whatever it was uh if anything he's actually no, supposed don't. to get positional leverage in front of him but he couldn't so he created vertical displacement but that's that's a, that's a whole story for a different day. Um, offensive most disappointing. I had Lewis ranked on here because it was kind of the cop top out answer. Uh, which he he's been. I I think for the first couple of games he's been okay. The last game he's more disappointing. But. Uh if you're disappointed with one person on offense, Kyle, I don't I don't think I have to say the name uh to you. Not to
1: not to me, you don't, but yeah, whoever who, who say it? It to you.
0: No, go ahead, dude. We have to be this is trust me, it, you're gonna watch those shows. I don't know if there's stuff that you know you've missed that I saw that, that you missed or that you saw that I missed, but I've been hammering Darnold. Um you know, and a lot of people just like to say it's on coaching and, you know, there's no people running open, but you haven't been watching the show. If you think that's the case, because there's been plenty of guys running open. Um Now, Gase does have some bad concepts. I'll shout out Robbie Sabo, who did it last week. Robbie Sabo who did another one this week. I brought up a smash concept last week that made no sense about from Gase him overplaying Gore him targeting Gore on third down uh, the the run run pass in the red zone of Gore. This game was oh bad. God. So there's been plenty of bad from Gase. But Gase can't catch the ball for Herndon. He can't stop overthrowing Herndon from, from Darnold. He can't, you know, there's mysteries. Can't from- make, uh, what what the hell is his name? Griffin catch a little short third down
1: pass either. Yeah,
0: on like third and three on like that drag. So go ahead and give me your offensive most disappointing.
1: Oh yeah, it's, it's Samuel, Richard, Darnold. No doubt yeah. about it. I mean, it's not even close. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to like say a running victory laps or whatever, but. Each of the last two years when we did the the preseason top 25 show and we were talking about superlatives and stuff, I yeah. I was always a little bit more down on Darnold. And to quote you, you even said, man, you are really down on Darnold this, this past time. And it's the truth. I mean, it's just like I, I, the thing is, and I was, I was talking to someone that um, you definitely respect and, you know, just for the sake of private messages and stuff. I won't put the name out there and stuff. But, uh, you know, I was just telling the person that I really, I truly did want the kid to succeed. Really, really do. I think he's a likable kid, good kid and stuff. Good family. um Is definitely talented and stuff. Want him to be the guy. I mean, you trade three, three second round picks to move to get him. I really want him to be the guy, but I just, I just don't think he is. And I don't know. Maybe if he was in Buffalo situation, and maybe if Josh Allen was here, maybe Josh Allen would be the epic failure right now, and maybe Sam Darnold would be lighting up, lit lighting it up. Maybe I don't know, but
0: you got to, a possibility.
1: Yeah, sure. I, I I have no qualms about that, but at the end of the day, I mean, like if he truly was going to be special, I think we would just see a lot more positives than negatives right now. And we've seen quarterbacks in bad situations that have still risen a lot higher than this. Um, his play is just way into consistent. And I don't know if you want to get into specific examples and stuff now, and maybe if you even have some of these you know, screen grabs clipped, but or if you just want to like you know run through the superlatives if you have, right now, if you
0: if you have one on the top of your mind, I could probably go to it. But.
1: Um, yeah, I have I I wrote down several examples and stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, this is just something that can't happen year three. So one example is from the Colts game. Uh, it was like a, a third and short, maybe third and four, third and five, something like that. I think it was like third and four, and the Jets are around midfield, something like that. They're they're driving. They got some kind of drive going, and. Berrios is in the slot. He points out that the corner is going to blitz. And oh, yeah. Darnold doesn't look. He, he's not looking at Berrios pre-snap to see that he's signifying. And the corner shown, showing. He sh- at least showed blitz uh, at a portion before in pre-snap. And it's a, it's a play-action boot. Donald boots out. And Berrios is wide open because the corner over him blitzed. He, t- he just needs to just chip it out. Just flick it out to Berrios. Berrios is running for a first down, maybe 15, 20 yards gain donald doesn't get it out keeps the ball and takes a big sack it's third and 18 i mean that crap just cannot happen
0: three years in the league especially I'm pretty sure this is the player talking about
1: yes this is it i yeah. mean dude that's the first down that yeah. shouldn't be that's third and 18 third and eight you're not you're not converting on third and 18 very rarely are you converting on third and 18 and usually when you do convert on third and 18 it's because of a penalty you know so you just can't get yourself in those situations mm-hmm. um all three of his interceptions in that game were horrible. They're all on him. I don't know if you disagree with me, but I, yeah. I, I firmly think they're all on him. Not to say that, you know, I mean, Cager could have done a better job, you know, working through the DB's contact on the first interception. I mean, but Darnold's hanging the ball too. I mean, he shouldn't have thrown the ball to begin with because I mean, Cager had no separation. He got jammed at the top of the route. I mean, you got to understand leverage and, he, he, a lot of his out routes, he hangs too much inside. Like those need to be, you need to be hitting the receiver in, str- in stride right at the sideline. You hang it inside, you're asking to get picked. And when you get picked on an out route, you are asking for a pick six.
0: Yeah. There, and, and there's, well, the one, okay. So the one was the, the inside ball to Cager. To Cager didn't run a good route, but he was mugged, shouldn't have thrown that. Yeah. Um, the other pick was his fault. He's, he, I, I said in that video, he's either got to put it on the guy. Uh, put it on Cager or lead him, um, you know, high into the back of the end zone. He didn't do that. He put it on a rope and, and Xavier Rhodes picked it up. People like, oh, no, it's a great play by Rhodes. And Darnold couldn't have put it anywhere else. That's, that's not the truth. You could have put it in two different Bullshit. spots. He puts
1: that, in the, he puts that um, in the corner. There's no way Rhodes is getting and, to and,
0: it. Yeah, exactly. And, and there's just, and again, I'm not here to hammer Darnold, but this is, if you watch the show throughout the year, it's based on film. And there's just a lot of these, like even these type of plays where he's rolling out to the right and he's just so freaking hesitant now where his rookie year, He hits this comeback. Like there's no reason to not try to throw this comeback right here, and he just won't. He just and this is not even the best example of it. I just saw hesitant, and I pulled it up. And there's just there's a ton of examples of him being hesitant, his foot his footwork in the pocket, him not having smooth footwork in the pocket, going from read to read, completely missing reads, getting stuck on reads, his eyes Mm -hmm. bouncing back and forth. It's just there's a lot of things that are wrong with him his game, and I broke it down you know, 20 to 20, probably 20 plus plays every single game of him just missing guys. And when he does see guys, his footwork is so bad that he's overthrowing them even more than he did at USC. And I broke down the film from USC. I broke it down in the first year. He would make nine out of 10 throws uh, with that bad footwork. But now it seems like it's like 60 percent of those throws he's hitting without with with, uh, with that bad footwork. His footwork is 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 even worse. And it's showing up a lot more. Um, in terms of his throws, like there's, you know, Herndon last game, he completely misses them. Uh, what about Crowder right on fourth down, right at the end of the game, that Crowder. ball was so high to Crowder.
1: Who's yep. a short guy. You can't put that ball that high fourth down right at the end of the game, trying to keep your team alive
0: Crowder in the, the game. Uh, and then there was also the throw that Hogan over the middle and the Yankee concept that broke down last week where, where Hogan was wide open and people oh yeah. say, Oh, why is Hogan on the team? He's completely horrible. Which should he be the number one? Number two? No. Could he be a fifth or sixth? Fine. He got open. And Donald completely overthrew him, and it was for like a third and I think it's like a third and ten um, uh, ball that could have been easily completed on a Yankee concept that was dialed up against cover three, which Yankee concept is a perfect call against cover three. And Gase calls it, and Donald completely misses misses his guy, and this is the play that you're that you're talking about right here. How like, and this is this is and, and he's paired. got room to throw he
1: he, he, he did, there's no reason. Look at that room
0: and Kyle. Throw. A lot Look of his pockets pocket. this year. Listen, like it's so much better. Out. The, this, I, and people have said this this year. If, if people are, if you uh, listen, and I don't, um, I don't want to call people out all the time, but if you're listening to any podcast and you are saying the offensive line is just as bad as years past, stop listening to them because they have no idea what they're talking about. A lot of the pockets that he's throwing from are like this with the clean, yeah, pocket, it's a lot better, it's a million better. times better than it was last year. And how do you miss this throw on fourth and four? It's just, it, it, you, you cannot do it. So, um, Darnold with missed reads, with bad forward, and you with, could,
1: with you could put that read. ball, you can put it a little low, maybe to like keep it away from defender. But when you are throwing it high like that, and let's say this is not at the end of the game. So it matter a little bit, but when you put balls high like that, and if you do, if it does go over, you're just asking for a safety to pick it off. Like you got to know when sometimes to put the ball extra high and when sometimes to put it a little low. And that's not a situation right there. And yeah, you're right. And, that's my take is, you know, totally watching. I, I'm not on Twitter looking. I mean, I want to I watch what you're saying. I want to watch what Robbie's saying and what some other guys are saying too. But I, I purposely didn't want to do that, to not be influenced by what other people are saying. But me just watching the O-line, specifically the pass prote- and the run, run blocking and pass protection, I see a significant upgrade from this year to last year. And then I, I asked Nanya, I, uh, I asked him, I, I was like, I don't know what the numbers are. Um, but to my naked eye, it seems like it's a lot better. Like, and look, then why not throw he, this he, here? he did say that the numbers are better too, especially from the tackles.
0: Yeah. And then there's also times where I think that, that you have these these uh, these websites or whoever does their, their, their stats that you have um, – what is it called? That you have Donald leaving the pocket early because he has happy feet at this point. And um, are they going to credit a pressure to the offensive line because of that? Like I don't know how they do their stats. But even in this game, like – and this is what I'm saying – even on this throw, um, like missing Smith bad, like he there's a ton of, of of plays that he that he completely missed in this game. A lot of plays. The Colts game was absolutely terrible. I think the Niners game he had a decent game, uh, but it was a lot of schemed. A lot of things schemed up from him. the Buffalo game was bad. So he's had three bad games out of four. Yes, that 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 one game that wasn't bad. It was okay. And I said at the beginning of the year, and you'll listen to it when I speak about it. Uh, on those on those past shows is he has to prove to me that he could be the guy this year it's not oh he could be because I know we're gonna get questions and we will ask them I will get to the chat in a little bit I'm just trying to run through the first half an hour or so getting through what we need to get through but he needs to prove that he could be an elite quarterback top yeah. five top ten because you don't want to be
1: in Trubisky land where you know am I going to give this guy your option even or-
0: Trubisky Kirk Cousins like you don't want to be in that range where you're a hundred million dollars level, yeah mid-level million, uh, quarterback because yeah. the, the elite guys are who win the second the, the, their second contract. Big Ben, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, I believe are the, f- are the four guys like that people are familiar with who have won in their second contract. So you have to be sure, absolutely sure, if you're skipping on one of these top quarterbacks in the draft that Donald could be the guy. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I get the people who are saying, you know, Donald had an unfair shake. True, completely true. He's been put in a worse situation of any rookie quarterback in the last couple of years, undoubtedly. Could he bounce back? People bring up the Tannehill thing. Could he? Yes. Am I betting Trevor Lawrence that he could bounce back? No, I I just can't. I just just can't at this point. There's absolutely no way that if you skip on Lawrence, you pay Darnold, you're paying him more than you would pay on that. So you're you're missing on that rookie scale. And now you're paying a guy who may bounce back to being, let's say, decent to maybe even above average. There's times you just cannot win with that. And that's if he does bounce back because right now he's a bad quarterback. He's not, you know, I, I'm showing missed throws, and people blame it on Gates because it's the easiest thing to do. And there are plays that you can blame on gates but a lot of it is Darnold. There's a lot of missed throws, there's a lot of mysteries, there's a lot of the things we've been speaking about. So um I think there's a possibility they can bounce back. So now listen, if the Jets do um win four or five games, which we'll get to in a little bit, and we'll speak about which games we think they could win. Um do you skip? I mean, I mean, if you're not in position to draft one of those quarterbacks and you don't like Trey Lance, he's the only option for you. You know, do you build around Donald? Do you try to? Maybe, but that's not a situation I want to be in. Like, that's why people are rooting for the tank, you know, at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Um, and I, I like to just say one little thing real quick. Um, I don't know that it ever was great, but I heard someone say the other day, like, make nuance great again. And people really need to be nuanced when you talk about this because people are always just on one side or the other. Like, well, and it's mostly just, well, it's Gase's fault. Gase's fault. Gase's fault. And it is Gase's fault. Gase is all, I mean, Gase seems like he really hasn't changed what he's done since 2013 when he had that amazing season. Yet the NFL has changed so much in that seven years. So while at one point in time, like, yeah, it worked really well, especially when you have a hall of fame type of quarterback that really kind of jives well with what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, He's not adapting and it's it's really basic. Yo, that Broncos game, I don't know how many slant flat concepts he ran, but it was super, super, super basic. Basically, uh, it's it, so uh, unbelievably super. And that's why that guy Bosby, uh, at the end of the game, he almost had a pick on Darnold off a of slant flat because they had ran it seven times already or whatever it was that game. And he was sitting on it, waiting for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, so it, it is Gase's fault. But then there is some times when Gase is scheming open guys. And, of course, any coach is going to, you know, run some plays that are going to eventually get guys open. And then Donald's missing them. And his deep ball has always been bad. It's been atrocious this year. It's It really has been. I mean, there's he has so little touch on his deep ball. And it's not that he can't ever throw it because that, that game is rookie year, that Broncos game, that, that deep pass that he had in the end zone, that, that might be the prettiest throw of his career, Maybe. I love that throw, but yeah, man, it, it's just been, it's been really bad. And you also mentioned something about stats too. And I don't think I ever said this to you before. I um, just want to say a little thing about PFF. I, I had a student, high school student last year, he was a senior and the kid was smart in comparison to a bunch of other kids I had in terms of football. Like he knew a bunch of stats. He knew a bunch of players, like you'd like in terms of, NFL fans like he's above average, but the kid knew nothing in terms of scheme. Like he couldn't tell you what a cover two was, cover one, none of that. He just, he's just a kid who would watch highlights. And I remember talking with one. Time, this is like, like ESPN yeah. people. Yeah, I was like, I was like, bro, you yeah. got to watch coaches' film, man. You can't just watch highlights all the time. Um, but yeah, he's totally an ESPN type of dude. He told me at the end of his senior year that PFF was giving him an interview. Like he passed the initial hiring stage, and now they were giving him an interview. Makes sense. So, so I'm just saying, like you know, stat crunchers and stuff. I could see them like when we when you were talking about like, you know, someone leaving an empty pocket, mm-hmm. does that count as him being pressured or whatever?
0: I get hundred percent. If,
1: if these are the types of guys that they are hiring and I'm not trying to disrespect my former student or whatever, but that's just, that just goes to show you like how some of those stats might be skewed by the people that are,
0: you know, compiling yeah. that data. Anyway, call them out by name, Kyle. Grow some balls. No, I, I won't do that. I, I like that kid. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, and like I said, we'll we will get into the uh the chat. And I actually see we do have a caller, but uh we'll get to him in two seconds. With the thing, and, and there are people in the chat I, I see it already and I know it's gonna happen. People are gonna watch us. So, oh my god, look at Tan Somebody just said Troy Aikman was uh Troy Aikman was suck his first three years, J E and became a Hall of Fame player again. I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just hedging my bets. That's that's basically what it is. And I'm looking at the rookie scale because would you rather have Donald at 30 million a year with traits that Kyle, and we've talked about this before, accuracy Happy feet are things that are really, really, really hard to fix, even from college to the NFL level. And then once you've been developing those bad, co- those bad habits in co- in uh, in the NFL, to go back on those, it's going to be really, really tough. Because we've seen Donald j- just this year have happy feet and rushes reads and things like that, and lock onto reads because he's worried about guys, you know, the pocket collapsing around him. When he's a really clean pocket, so I'm not saying it can't happen. There's a there's a there's a good possibility, or a decent possibility that Donald, let's say, he gets traded this year to. I wouldn't imagine it's an, it's an AFC team to be completely honest. Let's just say the Colts, the Steelers, whatever team you want to say, you know, the Saints, Saints, maybe, you know, one of these teams. That there's a possibility that he comes out and becomes a good quarterback. I think there's a there's a shot, but I'm not taking that shot with the Jets over drafting. You know, whether that be Fields, Lawrence, Lance, depending on. I haven't watched all those guys, but obviously, obviously, if it's Lawrence which people have spoke about. Oh, well, Donald was that guy, uh, his, his first, uh, his first year coming out of college. He was that, that next good guy since Andrew Luck. I don't think that's true. If he was that guy, that Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence type of guy, um, he would have been drafted one. number one. That's or so, number two. Yeah, the Giants exactly. Needed a quarterback. So we'll talk about Donald plenty of this, this, uh, this show but we do have actually two callers yeah, yeah, so we yeah, want to sure. get to them we and want there's to so get so much to, the to callers, say about it, and
1: we can we can save that stuff
0: sure. and then we'll run through it. and yes like i said there's a lot of people uh like i said we have 87 people in the chat i don't know how many likes we have but thank you guys for tuning in again we're planning on doing this every single uh first monday of every month whether that be march april may july um so i appreciate everybody for tuning in but uh, yeah, it's just and listen, like I said, this this show I think is different than any other show you're going to listen to because it's all based on film and any play you're going to talk about, if you're saying, oh well, this play that that player talking about Darn you know Darnold and he missed the throw is complete bullshit. Guess what? Guess who's pulling up that play? <laughs> so we have it all here. We we can discuss it all. So uh, I do want to get to the callers though. Uh, let's see if this works. Jamie Lucci, Adam Gase, G- uh, it says. Uh, let's see if this works. Uh, Jamie, can you hear us? Hello, Hello? I can hear him. I can yeah. hear you, Jamie. Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, Go my ahead, name's, Jamie. uh,
2: Danny, actually. I don't
0: know. Oh, yeah, it's the it's um, streaming. It's the, uh, it's the call-in studio. Sometimes it screws up words. So your name is your name is Danny. So what's up, Danny? Uh, um, so I'm a, I was a big believer
2: in Joe Douglas. Like I bought the shirt on Jeff's X Factor. Like I uh, thought he was the savior of the Jets, but. I mean, every day that Gase is still head coach, like I'm starting to doubt him a little bit more. So, I mean, I feel like anyone who knows a little bit about football, maybe besides Mike Mcagnan and Christopher Johnson, no, Adam Gase is not a good coach. And I, yeah. I feel like that. Own. I feel like ownership is kind of forcing him to keep Gase for the rest of the year. I, I, I mean, that's that's my opinion on that.
0: Yeah, that's that's some of the things that I'll I'll comment on with kind of like a like, I guess, a contingency, like saying, listen, like, it could be this or could be that I'm not in the front office. So I don't know what's happening. There's there's a good possibility that Joe Douglas has went to ownership and said, okay, can we fire this guy and ownership is saying no, we're paying him. However, however many million dollars, which apparently they had those cap restraints on uh, Joe Douglas and spending restraints on Joe Douglas this year. So is that a possibility? Yes. Is it a possibility that Joe Douglas wants to keep his friend around and and fire him after this year? Uh, Yes. But like you said, if if a lot of people have spoken about it and said, oh, well, I don't see what firing Adam Gase does for, for the Jets this season. Um, I could bring up a couple things. The, the team morale, one. Uh, two, to 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 get Jim Bob Cooter calling plays, more aggressive plays, to see what you have in Donald. Obviously, him in this offense is not working. So if you bring in another play caller who has been an offensive coordinator in the league, then maybe you see something that he didn't, you know, that, that Donald didn't uh, or isn't showing with Adam Gase. So there's a couple of reasons why. Because the team, you look them on the sideline, they're all heads down, not talking to each other, not talking to coaches. So I think firing Gase would be a good thing for this team to, to reevaluate the team and kind of reset the rest of this year where you still have 12 games but it's like it's a thing i can't really speak on in terms of is he trying to fire him is he not is it ownership and that's why a lot of people have brought up ownership there's been some clear um signs from ownership ownership about like them affecting the front office one the reporting structure i think is complete bullshit um two you know signings like tebow and revis and all these things i i think really have hurt the jets i think uh, ownership had some influence on so i don't know what ownership is saying and that's why we all want them to sell the team and hopefully for gary V uh, to buy the jets eventually kyle what is your uh, your thoughts on that overall
1: yeah i don't think i have anything extremely unique to add i mean like i i, I would just say that because Adam Gase is sticking around, you shouldn't lose your confidence in Joe Douglas. Like you were saying, like how you bought a shirt and you've been a little bit disappointed. I wouldn't really put that on him. Like, yes, yeah, sh- sure. He, he's done certain things to try to appease Adam Gase, like signing and, and tr- attempting the trading for Balage and things like that. But any, G- any good GM is going to, in some way, shape or form, try to give their coach something that they need to work with without also making terrible damages to your roster long-term. So signing Belage is not going to kill your roster long-term. You, you got to kind of give your coach something to work with. And I think Douglas has tried to do that to an extent while also ensuring that this is going to be his team, no matter what down the road. I mean, Joe Douglas has a six-year contract and he's, he's been with, you know, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he didn't get a full, he's only got one full draft. So like, no, make no doubt about it. He's almost assuredly going to be here longer than Gase. So like when he hires his next guy, I mean, or how, how much of a say does he have? I don't, I don't really know. Uh, But um, I wouldn't be disappointed in him just because Gase is still sticking around. I don't think that Douglas is pleased with Gase right now. I mean, even, even though he expresses public belief to Gase, he has to do that. When have you ever think, thought of an example where uh, a GM would undermine their coach publicly?
0: It, it yeah, just, no, it, it doesn't it, happen. So that, that's true. And Danny, I'm gonna get back to you too to see if you have anything else to to add or any other questions. Um, The thing with Douglas, too, and people are you know questioning him in terms of how good the roster is. I think Joe Douglas came in here, gave a lot of one-year contracts, and is expecting this team to be bad. And it's gonna he's blowing it up. Like we're at stage one of the rebuild at this point. So people are saying, oh, well, he didn't sign clown. he didn't sign Logan Ryan. Those are moves that don't really matter for the future. So I don't think that's why he made them now. Do I think that he should have supported Sam Donald more? Yes. So that's the one thing I will criticize him for is I do want to see yeah. more sure. talent around him. So did he screw up in that, in that, in that area? Yes. Do, should he have signed Taylor Gabriel or maybe look to trade for Alan Robinson or one of these things? Yes. I think that's a possibility. and You can criticize him a little bit for that, but like for not signing Jaden Clowney, I think that's kind of a, a BS excuse or BS reason to criticize Joe Douglas. So there's been a few things and people criticizing the draft class. Listen, they're, they're all injured. You know, that's something that he can't control. It's not like he drafted a bunch of injury prone guys. Davis wasn't really injured a lot. Mims wasn't really injured a lot. The only guy you can get a, you can give him kind of uh you can discredit him for a little bit for being injured now is Zuniga. So other than that, the guys haven't had injury pass. So um but moving on, Danny, because we do have another caller on the line. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to that?
2: Um no, not I mean listening to you guys talk about that, like I'm very happy he's our GM. Like, I'm very thankful for that because if Mike McCagna was still here, we'd be even worse off than we are now. But um, the end of the Thursday night game, I just thought that was embarrassing. Gase using those timeouts and, like, clearly going to lose. Like, he's just, and <laughs> it, he doesn't even,
1: like, like you it, said, he doesn't talk to anyone. He's always just looking at his play sheet. Like, <laughs> it like, made no know. sense, too, because Gase just gives up in games. Like, that 49ers game he just totally gave up that game in terms of his play calling and actually trying to win. And he does this all the time in games, same thing with the Colts game. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, like a game that you're losing by nine points by two scores, and you don't even have enough time to, to get multiple possessions. He's calling timeouts at the end. Like this doesn't yep. even fit with his with usual a minute left, <laughs> his usual MO. It was, it was strange. Yeah. He's, he's definitely got to go and he will go. He will.
0: Danny, we appreciate the call, man. Hopefully you, uh, you call back in next month.
1: Oh, yeah, no doubt. Take care, bro.
0: Yeah, it's – um the whole – the, the Gase thing too is just like it's it's bad. We had actually a guy who terminated their call. Uh, I don't know, I couldn't see their name. But we'll get to Matt in a, in a second. There's another call on the line. But, yeah, Gase <coughs> has been terrible. Like with, with a lot of things, obviously a lot of people are blaming 100% on Gase. I don't think that's the correct thing to do. But, like, you know, every time they just from the red zone l- last week, it was like run, run, pass. Two fades to Hogan. Like it was just, it was things that were not uh, unimaginative. So,
1: yeah. And and let's, can we, can we just talk about that for like a little bit? So, everyone wants to say, oh, Gaze didn't develop Darnold. Gaze didn't develop Darnold. Yes, that is true. But what is Sam Darnold also doing to himself? Also, because you know, Sam Darnold's supposed to be working on his accuracy and footwork and mechanics in the offseason with Jordan Palmer and stuff. That's stuff that Gates is not gonna work on Darnold with.
0: Kyle, did you see that tweet that I had about, about Jordan Palmer, that whole thing that happened the other day? Yes, days? yeah. We gotta talk about that. We gotta talk about that. We will. Um okay. <laughs> but but I, I just want to like finish
1: this point: is that listen, Gates can't even have that much contact with Darnold in the offseason. It's not like he's the guy who's gonna be drilling down Darnold's footwork and stuff. So, like, to what extent, like when you're missing simple little throws, which he's missed terrible oh, throws, he's missed terrible throws. Yeah, yeah. So this is Gase's fault that, that Cajun is was doing wide
0: this. open. And this and, and and you'll have people on Twitter. And this is exactly why it's really, really important to talk about film. And this is why I do two, three, four and a half hours on the Colts game, which is probably too long, I'll be honest. But this is why. Because no, people on the broadcast will say, Well, this is bullshit. He has nothing to work with. The offensive line is terrible. Clean those
1: linebackers are sucked up. They are nowhere close to clean
0: pocket. And you have Cager on a dig. And he is wide open. Com- in the NFL, complete this is separation wide from open. the DB and the, the linebackers are completely sucked up. Yes, that doesn't is. throw it. Then he gets sacked, and oh, it's uh, you know nobody's open. Okay, and this is well. the play he got hurt on. This is the play he got hurt on. Exactly. So these are the things we're talking about. And yeah, Gase has issues, and Gase is not a leader of men. Um, do I think he's co-tape tight level bad in terms of coaching? I do no. not. Did I? Did no. I didn't watch co-tape? But there's plenty of guys. Again, if you don't believe me, you don't have to watch all of the shows. Just go to the clips I talk about. Donald, it's time stamped. Uh, we have the guy who stamps him in here, Dark uh, D- Demonic, I think is his name. Um, and he timestamps everything. So if you want to go to his comment and see, okay, the Donald talk starts here, you can watch 30 minutes of Donald. But I'm pointing out plenty of this on film where you see where it's not just Gase. This is Donald with his footwork, with his misreads, etc. We've talked about it, but part of it is Gase. Part of it is Donald for sure. Um, but let's get to the next. And, and people really quickly have talked about um, too, uh, have said oh well listen if if uh, lawrence if lawrence is the number one pick he's gonna he's going to go back to college you'd be pretty stupid wanting to go back to college because the jets have a ton of draft picks i think the jets ha- do have a good GN. i'm not just saying that to say that i, I do like douglas and you listen to have people say, they have a ton of they like the second most cap space in the nfl they have two first round draft picks two thirds two first the next year so they have a ton of of room they have roster flexibility um you're in the new york market so i don't think he would he would do that the, kid, like, the kids already said this is going to be his last year Yeah, so that would yes and, that'd be and cool, he's right? already
1: won a national championship mm-hmm. he doesn't have anything to prove
0: yeah so it, and and people are saying oh well joe douglas's signings aren't working out Listen, again, I think he's in a situation where he knows he's going to blow it up. And it's not like he signed Pierre Desir to $10 million a year. He signed Pierre Desir for three and a half, four half, four, five billion $5 million. So yeah, Pierre Desir is not working out. as a low cost signing. It's not like he's signing guys to huge contracts that are not working out like McCagden did or like Isaac did with, with Wilkerson, who clearly showed signs of not um, being fully bought into the, to the program or not bought into himself, whatever may be, Tremaine Johnson. Like he's not making these signings. He's making signings that are low cost guys who aren't working out. That's, you know, that's, that's fine. And uh, the other obviously- Relative, to the by.
1: relative big signing McGovern, you'll listen McGovern. I'm not going to say he's lit the world on fire, but he's a significant upgrade. And and like we've <laughs> said so many times, whenever I speak to you, if you're just, you know, you know, decent on the offensive line, you're not an utter train wreck. That's huge in the NFL because yeah. there are so many linemen that are really, really, really bad. And part of that's because there's so, so many defensive linemen that are really, really good. And the rules kind of, you know, play into the defensive line, being able to eat. So, um, just when you factor in how bad the Jets were at center over the recent years and the fact that you got him, he's a significant upgrade,
0: even though now, I'm, he's might have played below expectations to this point, maybe before yeah. we get to Matt. And again, there's a hundred over a hundred people in here. That's, that's freaking awesome. Um, I appreciate the callers for sure. Is there, do you want to, do you want to hit on that Jordan Palmer tweet real quick? Or do you yeah, want yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Cause we might forget okay yeah so and somebody tweeted like uh i forget who it was i think the guy actually follows me so i don't want to call him out too much so i hope he doesn't like get pissed about this but he's like oh i have a bunch of messages from jordan palmer i'm gonna release them soon and he's saying how jordan palmer i don't know i I forget exactly what the tweet was that jordan palmer said if you if you have a kyle um tell Uh, me but i don't let me let me try to find it real quick it's just let me just say this Uh, i can remember the gist of it but okay yeah so jordan palmer says that uh that uh, Donald's in a tough spot. He's probably in the toughest spot of all 32 teams between personnel coaching and the structure of the franchise, lot, uh, lots more than the casual eye would catch. Uh, this is what we're trying to do. And then he said, uh, people have no, uh, no idea how good Sam Darnold is. I'll, I'll take him over Trevor, and I love Trevor. I'll take Sam over most you can't play the sport by yourself, which, again, we're showing plenty of guys running open and things like that. And I tweeted it and I like sent it, I I quote tweeted and said something like, you know, this is basically like my mother saying I'm a good guy. Like your coach, your QB coach is never going to say your quarterback is trash. Like he completely backed Christian Hackenberg too and said he's better than like half the quarterbacks in the league. So let's not go crazy and care about what Jordan Palmer thinks. It's like, again, my mom says I'm a good guy. Am I? I, I? I would think so, but I could be an asshole and she'd still say I'm a good guy. You know, you have people, you have people who are in jail who their moms are saying, oh, yeah, they're they're great guys and all this stuff. So quickly, let's get to that before we get to Max. He's been waiting for a couple, for a couple minutes.
1: Yeah, so that's, and that's why I replied to you and I said, cool. Now tell him to ask Jordan Palmer. Because remember, Jordan Palmer hyped Christian Hackenberg up like no other. Him and Brett Coleman. And Brett's a cool, nice guy and stuff. But Coleman had this, you know, he said Hackenberg should be a first-round pick, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I don't know how you can watch Hackenberg's tape and honestly think that. But anyway, um, Jordan Palmer really hyped up Hackenberg and blamed so many things on the offensive line and the fact that he's a college kid and he's got to go to classes and things like that. And that's why he didn't work on his footwork. But now he has been working on his footwork with me. And you know because of that, he's going to get his accuracy down and he's going to be a you know, really good quarterback and stuff. He's got his heads in the game and whatever. Hackenberg couldn't even make it in an alternative pro league. He was that bad. So <laughs> I replied to your tweet and I said, OK, now ask him if because he had Palmer had the same amount of hype for Hackenberg. Ask him if he would take Hackenberg over half the NFL starters. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just, you know, people have to learn how to evaluate sources and whatever their inherent biases are. Um, And, of course, Jordan Palmer is getting paid big money by Sam Darnold. Uh, You know, Sam Darnold's making tens of millions of dollars. Well, maybe not yet, but, you know, he's got like a 30-something million dollar contract fully guaranteed. You can rest assured he's paying Jordan Palmer big money. And it's same like, thing it's like, with Josh. It's, like
0: you, it's like you coming out and saying your principal sucks for your school that you that you that you work for. Like you just can't do that stuff. Like you're in a not, publicly, not publicly, definitely not publicly. Even in private, you might be okay. Well, he does this wrong, that wrong, this wrong. I don't think he's a great leader. But in public, you're not going to come on this show and be like, "Yo, my principal's an asshole." Like it's just not going to happen. So it means absolutely nothing. Like it's stupid. Uh, another caller dropped. Uh, so we're not going to. We have Matt. We're still have Matt on the line, but people are not feeling like waiting. So we have Matt. It says Matt Rhonda talk about Sam. And again, this is why like some of the some of the I guess the call in studio like just doesn't read words right. But uh, Donald's natural position and how gay Henderson by giving it too many books. I don't know exactly what that means. What? Yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see, Matt, if that is your name, can you hear us?
3: Yeah, what's going on, guys? How you doing?
0: What's hey, up? How are going?
3: you? I'm good. I'm good, man. So I'm going to start this by announcing my bias right now. Okay. I am a Darnold Homer. I love him. Okay. Um I grew up I grew up a huge USC fan. My stepdad played football there. For him to go to the Jets was something that was euphoric. I loved it. Um I'm really discouraged now. And I have a question that I would like to ask you guys, just that you guys watch the tape. I'm starting to do so more so right now. Good. Uh do you guys think that the firing of Gase would be a detriment to Darnold? And to, the, and to the team in general, because what I saw out of Carolina when Cam Newton first started was they gave him very simple reads to kind of progress naturally. Sam went from simple reads to an extremely complicated offense so quickly, and it didn't allow him to focus on what he needed to focus on, which was his footwork and his mechanics, rather than just throwing him into the fire. So I kind of want to get your guys' take on that and really where you see him and if you think his potential is completely ruined. Uh, Joe, do you
1: want to start? No, go ahead. Um, The thing with Cam is Cam had kind of an easy transition to the NFL in the sense that, especially when Cam was young and healthy, Cam is so big and fast and got all that stuff that he was a legit runner. And when you look at those early Carolina offenses, when I think he was a rookie in 2011, you know, so much of it is like he was a legit option quarterback and anyone who knows anything about option football, it is tough as hell to defend. And when you have a big quarterback, especially like in goal line type of situations that can pull the ball, like it, it makes it so hard to defend as a defense When you have a quarterback that can pull the ball, because if you're that edge guy, you know, you have to, are you going to jump on the dive or are you going to, you know, are you going to take the quarterback in case he pulls it? So it makes, you know, number counting in the box a a lot more difficult. So Cam, yeah, he did have some easy reads in that sense because he had this type of skill set. Uh, where a large portion of the game is a, a lot of it is, okay, we're going to f- fake the handoff or, you know, RPO is the quarterback going to pull it and run. And okay, let me look to my first read. If my first read is not there, I might take off and run. The thing is, is Donald couldn't do that type of stuff because he's not Cam Newton athletically. Um, I, Joe, I don't know if you agree with me with some of the things. Yeah. I'm yeah.
0: Obviously, obviously having that ability to, to do true, uh, zone reads and even RPOs where you could both both uh, do the read option and and have a quick pass option. Obviously, simplifies the reads for quarterbacks, so it's going to be easier for Cam Newton. But I think in terms of like people now, people I think people with with Sam Darnold are going like two two black or two two black or white. There is a gray area where I think the Jets did ruin him to a certain extent with not surrounding him with talent. Right, Adam Gase. So there is some things that they could have done to help out Sam Darnold. And I was a guy who, like you, I was very high on him coming out. Um, Alex, I, if that is if they did pick up your name correctly, um, Joe, you were
1: extremely high on Sam.
0: that's not my name. Oh, so what is your what is your name?
3: <laughs> my name is Matt. Troja, oh, sorry, yeah, no. So, so is, is it,
1: Gases,
0: yeah, this is about cases homosexuality. This is, this is this is my second. This is my uh, this is my second time doing this. I'm a little bit rusty, so I do see you on the screen. I, I'm looking at the wrong caller. No, you're all good. You're um, all so good. so yeah. So I, again, I was really really high on Darnold. I said that coming out. You, I thought he was your top QB1. Five, top ten guy. He yeah, was your QB one. Um, and and I, I Joe, by the I'm way, not I'm not trying. saying this.
1: I'm not saying this to criticize Joe at all. I'm just saying this to say like Joe's being honest about what he's actually seeing now yep. because. Joe was really high, but he's got that kind of uh, nuance and uh, honesty that when he's presented with new data and information, he can change his mind. Joe, I remember you saying after Donald's rookie year, you were doing a long, extensive film breakdown of Donald. You were like, yo, this is amazing, man. I am so, so excited for this kid's potential. I'm already thinking about 15 years down the future and I'm worried for when we do lose Darnold.
0: Yeah. 15
1: years down Dude, the road. I remember, I remember you saying I remember
0: that I was at work watching the Texans game so, and I'm I like, guess, we lost, I'm like, <clears throat> you know, this is the guy. I really thought he was the guy, but uh, w- go ahead, Matt. And I don't
3: mean to cut you guys off, but I'm not no, drawing no. the comparison or the parallel to Cam noon specifically, but I am talking about more simple reads mm-hmm. and creating an offense that really caters to a set. Because the kid does have talent and when he throws on the run out of the pocket, you can see he can throw throw on the run 30 yards down the field and very elite at a very elite level. I don't think his game was ever catered towards what Adam Gates wants to do by keeping him in the pocket and trying to throw receivers open. When you watch the, the tape of the Texans game and that Packers game, what you see is he had a touchdown in that Packers game where it's a fake screen read. He throws it to Robbie Anderson wide open. He did the same thing to Chris Herndon in the Colts game in 2018. I think when you're able to give him simple reads inside the pocket and get him on the run and let him make decisions and call some plays, a running play on first, a play action on second, I think those are things that cater to his strengths. Now, Gase reminds me a lot of Mike D'Antoni in basketball. He'll never cater to his talent because his ego is too big to do so. And I keep seeing the parallels, and I guess it really makes me angry because he's ruined my favorite player now, or not ruined, but he's completely taken him out of the fray. And now we're talking about a different quarterback, and I think that's upsetting because we've never really catered to the talent that we have. And I don't think that Donald is a problem. I think he is not making the right plays right
1: he's now. He's part of the problem. He is part of the problem.
0: Yeah. So, so to, to be to be quick on that, um, there are. I some said things he's not in- the problem. Yeah, yeah, he's. he's I would not, say Gase is he's the he's big, Gase is the
1: bigger problem. Yes,
0: yeah. So Gase is part, definitely part and of the problem. And their defense as well. is pathetic. There, the defense is the worst in the league. I, I, I don't, I don't think there's a worse defense yeah. right now than the Jets. So that, that is a part of the problem. The, the, the fact of how they built around Sam Darnold, part of the problem. Adam Gase not getting him on, even just a zone read or two, which I think he could do every once in a while. You saw Brett Rippon, I believe, do it last week, and even there's, there's guys who do it. So I want to see more of that. I want to see more play action. I brought up last week, though, the only problem with play action is, especially for an offensive line and pass years, that's not good. You're taking your eyes off off of your reads for a second. So, you really have to rush your reads right. coming out of that play action. So, if there is guys, going to be guys in your face, you want to be facing your, your, your reads. So, that is a part of the problem with play action with not good receivers and not good offensive line because once guys are open, you got to hit them. And when your back is turned to the, to the running back, uh, faking that handoff, which Donald also needs to improve on because he pulls it too short, um, you have to rush your reads. So, that, that's, that's something. Wouldn't that you say,
3: I don't mean to cut you off there, wouldn't what what you say that the lack of execution and play action speaks directly to coaching?
0: Yes. Yes. Small, Obviously, Sammy to take
3: Sammy to take extreme responsibility here. Yes, I'm yeah, not yeah, saying sure. he shouldn't take responsibility and he shouldn't take blame, but the coaching flaws are so obvious that I think it would be helpful to him to fire Gase within the season, so you can actually get an evaluation on things yes. that he can improve on. Uh-huh. Now Darryl Loggins being a quarterback coach is offensive to all quarterbacks. You fire like both of them. Five. You fire
1: both of them. They, they get fired together. If that if the firing to. happens in seasons, they both get fired together. No, there's no doubt about it.
3: And I guess people are just killing Donald right now. And that's fair and everything. Cause he's the quarterback and, and all of that. And I get it. And if Trevor Lawrence is there, number one, I understand taking him number one. I'm not saying I don't. Right. But the lack of, just understanding how bad this team is and putting it all on Darnold as a talking point is something that's becoming increasingly frustrating when people aren't really making adjustments in the game whatsoever.
0: I'm sorry. Is your name, Joe? Sorry. You wanted to answer. Yeah, yeah. So the, so the one thing I will say is I've actually seen it kind of more in the in the direction of, of blaming it all on Gase, Matt. And I'm not sure if you are a frequent listener of the show, if this is your first time, you know, live stream, whatever it may be. But again, if you want to go back to the past videos I've done on Donald, uh, just from this season, you can go back, click on the timestamps that Uh, We have one of our guys, you look for dark demonic in the, in the, uh, which, which is a kind of an odd name (laughs) to be honest. But if you want to look at that, at that, uh, at his timestamps, you can go back and watch the half an hour, half an hour I do on Darnold. Um, and could they simplify for Darnold? Yes. Did they build around him in the not proper way? Yes. Is he also leaving the pocket too early, rushing his reads, not having good footwork, missing wide open receivers? Totally. Yes. So do I think Darnold is salvageable? He could be. Do I think they build around him in a proper way to start off his career, Could would he be a lot better of a quarterback now? Yes, I do. But at the same time, am I banking on Donald becoming that guy while skipping on Trevor Lawrence while having to pay Donald? I can't. I, I, I just can't because a lot of these problems I that he's agree. developing I agree. Are, are issues that are hard to come back from. So I agree with you that they could help out Donald more. They built around him in a bad way. So I'm in the middle. People seem to be you know, black or white. He's terrible. He's always been bad. Um, and they don't recognize that he was built, you know, that he was built around, um, in, in a poor way that Gates is not helping him. I think, I think it's, you can kind of look at it from both perspectives our, our perspectives. So, um, <clears throat> a lot of the things you're up are, are great points to be completely honest, Matt. So, uh, is there anything else you want to add before we get yeah, to the next one? I, I definitely appreciate the call, Matt. Cause you, uh, you killed it.
3: Oh, thanks, dude. I, um, I actually started my own podcast. It's called the Trojan man experience. Like two years ago, I focused on NBA <laughs> cause I played college basketball so i focused on that more so but i'm trying to take the parallel to football a little bit right now um Mm -hmm. another question i have for you guys is and something that i don't understand at all is why do you guys think that if let's say we get the number three pick you know we don't get trevor lawrence why do you guys think that darnold is going to demand 20 million dollars a year just it, from his personality, it, what, I don't think he's what, gonna demand all that
2: money. Yeah,
1: of course he is. Of course he is. Come yeah. on. It's not about his personality. I mean, some of the nicest guys in the game, you gotta take care Derek Carr's a good Christian man or whatever. He's getting twenty five million and he signed that contract several years ago. You know,
0: um yeah, it's I just- yeah, saw it's- his brother burn out. Yeah, but it's 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 about his agent sending the guys You got to take care him. of your if family. He, if he goes into free agency, he's gonna get twenty five, thirty, thirty five million dollars just based on teams who don't have quarterbacks. So it's all about the market, and and Donald's agent's gonna tell him, "Listen, like I said, even if it's a low bar, twenty five million dollars a year, he's not gonna come to the Jets and say, you guys, you guys surrounded me in the best situation. We're going to the playoffs, and I have all the help I can get.' Like if anything, he's pissed at the Jets and we want more money for the well, Jets. Well, that's so. never gonna happen."
3: it's kind of what I'm saying is he's probably going to hit the market like Tannehill did and maybe have to start for a fight for a starting position. And even if the Jets have to re-sign him, they're probably going to bring in a veteran to decrease his market value as well. And,
0: and a lot of people will say, okay, well, why can't the Jets just evaluate Donald for another year or two and then draft a quarterback um, in those upcoming years? And my response to that is if you do believe in Joe Douglas, they're at the worst spot they're going to be at now um, for the, you know, as they will be in the next couple of years, you're, you're hoping that in yeah, the next couple of years, you're going to a bad quarterback with Donald. Let's say they do go nine and seven, 10 and six, but he's still not the guy, but he's with a good roster. Now you have to trade up three, four round draft picks. They get up. To number one or two, where this is yeah. the last year you're planning on being this high right now. So it's a decision you, <clears throat> you right. might be making early, but you have to make right now. So um, Matt, like I said, you killed it. So I, I definitely want you to call in again. Uh, and if you ever need help with the podcast or anything like that, uh, feel free to, to, to reach out.
3: Sounds good, dude. I'll call in next one. Appreciate you guys.
1: Take care, Matt. Hey, Joe, I just want to say something. Right, when he bye. was talking, it got me thinking of some things. And I don't know if you saw this, but... In all the Darnold tape that I've ever watched dating back to his college career, as well as his pro career. And this is one of the things why I never thought I, it was so hard for me to see him as this can't miss prospect that some people were hyping up like Andrew Luck or whatever, because he was so raw in so many areas, but let's just focus like one thing right now. That's very alarming about his game is he's locking on to his first read. But if I'm thinking back to his tape, he never was good at cycling through his progressions. Mm. Like I actually was higher on Josh Rosen, and clearly I was wrong about that. Let me admit it right here. But one thing <laughs> you shouldn't that admit wrote, that in public. <laughs> well, one reason, and and I think Daniel Jeremiah had a great tweet. Um, Daniel Jeremiah said that, you know, he was wrong about Rosen and one thing that all the other quarterbacks from the 2018 class could do that he couldn't was improvise and move with their legs and the way that Mm -hmm. the league is moving and how defenders continuously get more and more athletic. I really do think that you need a guy who doesn't need to be Lamar Jackson running, but does need some escapability and stuff like those, those, you know, statue guys are like, they're completely a thing of the past. Um, but anyway, um, yeah. I don't think Donald was ever really good at clicking through his reads and, and cycling from progression to progression, no. which is it, it, he was never good at that. And, and this is why you blame someone gaze for, for hurting his confidence and for having this scheme that really isn't getting guys open. So mm-hmm. you can understand why he would not, would not be confident to cycle from one side of the field and then scan the other side of the field, but he's still not doing it. And Whereas you look at Josh Allen, who wasn't good at that worse.
0: It's gotten worse.
1: Yeah. yeah, You could say that. And it's, 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 it's it's always been bad though. It's always been bad, but uh, you know, you watch Josh Allen's tape and he does have time to throw. I mean, like we gave him all day to throw. He had a lot of time to throw against the Raiders and he's definitely improved in that area of the game. So it's, it's a, it's a bunch of different pieces coming together. You you know, you gotta be nuanced about it, but, um, he has improved that area of his game. And I think I, I, I just, I just keep going back to, I just don't see special. When I watch Donald, I, I watch some no. things to say like, okay, this is why people saw him as a first round yeah. pick that throw right there. That's amazing that he could do that. But even sometimes some of his special improv, he tries to throw across his body against Buffalo. What happens? Terrible throw pick, pick to Matt Milano. You can't. Yeah. That's that the thing ball, you it. wanted
0: him the limit because like even the play last year uh, was against the Raiders where he threw the ball across his body over the middle, floated it over the, the and it could have very well linebacker. been a pick if the DB exactly. time you know, so did a little bit better. It was, it was, I, yeah, I think it was a linebacker. Um, but regardless, yeah, he, yeah it right. could have been a DB. I, I forget if it was a safety linebacker, or whatever it was, if it was like a, like a lower color coverage, whatever it might be. But, um, it wasn't necessarily about like the Josh Rosen type thing, which I get why you liked him because of his quick processing, his smoothness through his reads, his timing through his drop to his reads, things like that, that were good in college. Donald didn't have that. It was more of the physical traits that he had that are special. The, the ability to throw on the run, the ability to juke out three Broncos defenders and run for a 49 yard touchdown. Whatever it was like that's the thing that I saw that were special you need to build upon, but they clearly haven't um they've ruined him let, let's be completely honest uh now i'm not saying that they ruined him um and in giving him a free pass in this year because there's been plenty of open uh, uh open options that, he've, that he's completely missed but we have um a lot to get through still kyle and two more callers on the line so we're gonna start running through this stuff and i th- you guys are killing right now so let's get to alex who's been waiting for a couple of minutes uh about sam darnold as well and his uh future as a jet alex what's up
4: Hey, uh yeah, I got a couple of questions about Sam Darnold's future okay, as go a ahead. jet quarterback in this yep. draft class. Okay. so I'm not a fan of Adam Gase. I never I have. Think anybody? And I is. feel like <laughs> I was not happy when we first signed him either. I was I was pretty high on possibly getting Matt Rule, but mm-hmm. that um that didn't really go well. But yeah. who we, I'm thinking. That uh Greg Roman or Eric Bieniemy would be a great addition for Sam if we keep him, because they've been able to get a new quarterback in their system and just shine. Yeah, I yeah. Know, Joe, do you uh, want
0: to take it? I think you should take it first,
4: Joe. Person, person you would want. About.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And with the, with the coaches too, my thing with BNME, and I know he's highly hyped up and Kyle, I'm sure you agree with this. I'm not sure how much he's really called for any reading. I'm always worried about coaches who are under their guys who are on the same side of the ball. Like, so you have Matt Patricia with Bill Belichick, you have BNME, with with Reed, so do i think he's an option sure but people talk about him he's like a can't miss head coach i do not agree with that i I just don't um there's some guys i wanted to hire i agree with you matt rule guy who turned multiple multiple systems or multiple colleges i believe with temple and baylor around um in college so he was a builder he was he was a leader that's what i want as a coach i don't care this this much this time about an offensive guy defensive guy obviously you want the right offensive guy to build around Darnold who I think has a possibility of being salvaged so if they do have let's say the fifth sixth pick and you want to build around Darnold and give him a shot do I get it yes is it is it ideal no because it's a big risk because of what he's shown this year and throughout other years of his career where I think he could be a decent quarterback but I don't think he's gonna be top notch enough to to guarantee you could win a Super Bowl with him he's, he's kind of taken steps back uh, towards that in my opinion um but I like Matt Rule. I like Todd Munkin uh, um, out of uh, with the Bucks um, who I had, think had a good offensive system and turned some colleges around. I forget what college he, he Southern played, Miss, he coached, but so yeah, Southern Miss and he turned that that system around to like winless his first year and then he turned it into a winning program and getting to title games and things like that with them in their conference. So uh, I, I liked him. So maybe he's an option. So there's some options out there. Obviously, everybody talks about Lincoln Riley. I don't think you come out of that situation to come to the Jets, but there's plenty of guys who um I do like. Again, I don't think be enemies as 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 can't miss as people think he is i think it's a name that got hyped up by one or two guys they see kansas city and now everybody hypes up like he's can't miss i don't think it's that but could they build around donald better than gaze could yes was gaze a terrible top hire yes was he everybody's fifth or sixth option when they saw that they hired him Was everybody like oh shit this sucks yes <laughs> so has it worked out like hundred percent of jets fans thought it would uh yes so it, could uh, another coach help Donald? I, I believe so, but I'm just not ready to commit to him if they do have that first, second, third pick, depending on how much they like Lancer Fields. I haven't watched their tape enough to know. I don't like to comment on things that I haven't really watched. Um, that's not my style. So I'll watch those guys more in the future, and then we could we could talk about that. Um, that's kind of my based on opinion on. It. I don't know if you if you wanted me to address anything else on that.
1: Uh, Greg, he also mentioned Greg Roman and. <laughs> Roman is a name that is intriguing. I just, can I just add least?
0: this really quick? Kyle? I'm gonna, I'm going to interrupt you and I don't apologize. <laughs> okay. It's your show. Go Did ahead. Lamar Jackson just have like under hundred passing yards last week against the, the chiefs. So I like him as a name, but what is like, what has he really done? A name that I'm more interested in than Roman is Brian Dable from, uh, the, yes, who clearly build really well around Josh Allen. Yes, yes, yes. I mean,
1: and, yeah. Dable his, and his offense is so fun to watch. He's, he, he's always scheming guys open. It's very varied. Um, they do so many different things nicely and you know, they do have a lot of talent there. Like receivers are legitimately getting open, but that scheme is just pulling dudes open too. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he, he intrigues me more than the enemy because, you always you always got to be skeptical. You don't need to be a, a, a play caller or have a huge play calling background to be a successful head coach. I mean, John Harbaugh was a special teams coordinator, right? Uh, Matt Rule, I don't know what his play calling duties were or whatever. Um, there are plenty of coaches who aren't play callers, um, but even Adam Gase is a play caller, but look how bad he is right now. But it, it play calling is a huge aspect to the game and knowing when... To, to pick certain players in the situation of the game. And when the game's on the line, it's a huge aspect to the game. And the enemy has not done that in Kansas city. Uh, that's all Andy Reed. And plus you also got to factor in that. Andy Reed has had success in just KC with Doug Peterson, who went on to win a super bowl. So, and by the way, the Andy Reed coaching tree has been successful. So there is a, there is a reason to like the enemy there. Ah, uh, Matt Nagy—he he certainly had a really great year, his first year uh, with the Bears. Um, but Andy Reid is the guy there who's been calling the plays, so you're mm-hmm. you're uncertain how much of it is really all B enemy. And then plus he's got Patrick, and the whole Casey offense is extremely talented. So, you know. Also factor that in. You just can't fact factor in numbers and say, "Oh, this is the guy because of X, Y, and Z numbers." You yeah. know, if Adam, if Adam GaSe had Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, um, that offensive line, his offense would be nowhere near 32nd in the league. I assure you of that. Um, and then, so you mentioned Greg Roman. Thing about Roman is he's had Lamar had a great season last year. Roman did nice things with Kaepernick. Uh, Roman even looked, uh, made Tyrod Taylor look, you know, above average at a point, right? But if you notice the thing with Roman is Roman has always done good things, but he's always had extremely mobile quarterbacks. Roman's system is really, you know, it's all about, you know, angles and uh, getting favorable box numbers uh, uh, in the running game. Roman has had extremely impressive running games, which is easier to have a good running game when you have a running quarterback. I'm concerned with Roman being able to develop an extremely good passing game without a very good uh, running quarterback. And Sam Darnold is not any of those guys in terms of running ability. I mean, Sam Darnold's a fine athlete, but you're not going to want to run Sam Darnold the way you run Lamar Jackson and stuff. So even if if Darnold is the QB or even Lawrence, you don't want to run Lawrence that much. And Lawrence is a very good athlete himself, but he's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Colin Kaepernick in terms of running ability. I I don't know how well his offense would translate without one of those types of runners. So there's the red flag with him. So going back to you, Joe, Dable out of those three names is more intriguing to me. But I do, I really do like the idea of a a college hedge coach though. And I, I I threw the tweet out there the other day that, you know, listen, Mm -hmm. if, if if Lincoln Riley knows the team is going to try, take Trevor Lawrence, could that possibly intrigue him? Like, Hey, listen, I don't got to recruit anymore. And I'm going to have this guy for the next 15 years. I don't know. I mean, like, I don't think he'll do it based on everything that everyone's saying. But you know, I was just playing with ideas, just trying to dream, you know.
0: Anyway. Yeah, Alex, you have anything to add, we had a we actually have four callers on the line, so we're we're getting uh, pretty busy, Kyle. <laughs> um, yeah, I
4: got uh, just like a couple more things. So yeah. we we trade Darnold. Do you think we could get a first from Pittsburgh or Indiana or New Orleans? It would depend how he finishes the or season. Do you think in my opinion, be a second.
1: It would. It, I think it would really depend on how he finishes the season. I think ideally, what would be, what would I be feel good like is, is. I think like
0: it's a second or a third, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to get a first. I don't think so, but I, I wouldn't say that it is impossible. Like, what if you have, what if you have a bidding war? You have two teams, like Pittsburgh and New Orleans, who are really looking towards a QB of the future, and then they're willing to say, you know what, bidding war. But it's it's, it's really tough to see that because the thing with Rosen is, I know Rosen went for a late two, a late two. That was one year, right? Donald's three, he's going to be three years in at the end of the season. And you tell me how many quarterbacks, this is one thing I was thinking to myself the other day, and I know we got so many callers, so I'll try to hurry up. How many quarterbacks after three years have, and three unimpressive, overall unimpressive years went on to become special? The only name I could think of was Drew Brees. That's the only name yeah, I can. The
0: only, the only person that people bring up like after like being good after his first couple of years is Alex Smith. And and can you win with Alex Smith? I like, Alex Smith is nowhere I, close to special. Yeah, I, I don't think he's I want special. special.
1: I want special. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, I, I you know, he's not can't miss. He, I'm not gonna say he's can't miss. I don't think anybody is. But you know, and I haven't done a super, super deep dive into his film, but I see special when I watch that kid play. Mm-hmm. So anyway.
0: Yeah, um, and I see a lot. Of, there's a guy <clears throat> uh, Graham in the chat has blown up Donald. I, I don't know if he's talking to us or people in the chat, but he's saying we're we're giving Donald too much slack. Uh, if you think that we have been doing that again, I I urge you to go back to the shows where I, I pretty much crushed yeah, Donald. He definitely doesn't. Know <laughs> every, what he's talking about himself.
1: Uh, so, tuned in too late.
0: Uh, uh, Alex, have you? Uh, is there anything else you want to add? I don't know you still have a couple questions, but uh, if you could if you could just drop those. Like I said, we're getting uh, super busy. I do appreciate the call, though. Uh, like I said, I you know new show, mm-hmm. uh, getting support from you guys is 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 fantastic. So I really do appreciate you calling on just now that
4: yeah just uh one more thing so if we do get the first overall pick and we get trevor and we Mm -hmm. trade sam and get a second or a third do you think we should trade up and maybe get jamar chase with the seattle pick and whatever pick we get from another team
1: probably it it would probably be way too seattle's probably going to be they're probably going to be so good this year that it's going to be a late 20s possibly even into the 30s of a pick
0: like so you, first you, pro- draft you
1: probably won't have enough ammo to go up high enough to get chase. So based on everything I'm hearing about yeah. how high he's going to go. So I, I don't think that's realistic. Yeah. You're not going to trade from 29 up to pick five or six. It's, it's not going to happen.
0: Alex, I appreciate the call and hopefully uh, you, you call back in soon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. See ya. All right. You got, uh, like yeah. I said, Second, uh, second time doing this and we've had a shit ton of callers. So you guys are, are killing it. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trading up that many picks to, yeah,
1: to, no way. Not to, for one receiver. Now let's,
0: now let's say, I, let's say I, I'm not, again, I am completely tuned into the NFL season when it happens. And then you guys, if you guys are new. Like I said, uh, January, March, April, all that stuff. We'll be we'll be tuning in a lot to the draft guys breaking down their film. I did it for the 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 tackles last year and all this stuff. So we'll be looking at the receivers now. If the receiver whoever you like, let's say falls to 19, you think that's way too far of a drop for him, and you want to trade up 10 picks to get him. Is that a little bit too rich for my blood? Yes, but I understand it. Um, maybe, but you're not trading up to the top five for for Chase or anything like that. That is where he falls. But, uh, By the
1: way, the most I, I remember a, a, a trade-up for a receiver going for in the draft was 2011 Julio Jones. Atlanta gave up the 27th, yeah. the 59th, the 124th overall pick in that draft, and then they gave up a first-rounder and a fourth-rounder pick the next year.
0: Didn't uh, Bill Shreff or Watkins, too? Or I, oh, yeah, might, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that
1: was two ones, um, which was yeah, the ninth
0: overall pick. Didn't work out overall overall pretty well. Who who did I argue with Gat? Didn't I argue with Khalil your mother? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, Watkins he, versus Khalil Mack, and he backed Watkins versus listen, Mack after he, multiple years in the NFL.
1: He will always any any high-end Bills move, he will always defend to the end, whether it's a a, a coaching hire or um you know, drafting up for a quarterback or trading up for a receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just that's just how he is all right
0: we're gonna get to the next call uh which is which is michael well, i'll put him on in a second because we have that to get through we have mailbag questions to get through <laughs> we have superlatives to get through we have the chat to get through kyle we might be here for a little bit but oh uh let's let's uh let's let's go to alex uh or not alex sorry mike uh talk about alex lewis which is not a typical topic but we can talk about it uh mike what's up can't say i was expecting that
5: <laughs> if, if it's your second show i really can't say long time first time can i
0: no, uh, well, if if you watch if you watch the uh, the, the podcast every <laughs> single week, you can. But yeah, this has only been the second show, so this is your second live true. stream. You could say short time, first time, I guess.
5: <laughs> uh, short time, first time, and uh, going back to the last topic, real quick. Uh, I go to sleep with dreams of Trevor Lawrence and Joe Brady in my head. Joe Brady, oh the gosh. guy. Anyways, I love Joe Brady. I just want to talk about Alex Lewis. See if you guys think. I mean, PFF likes him a lot this year, and I'm wondering if the tape bears that out if it's just Becton playing next to him and Becton playing well, that's bumping him up or if he's playing better than he was last year and noticeably. So,
1: well, uh, I can, I mean, so Beckton obviously missed significant time in each of the last two games. And I I must say that, um, I mean, I still don't view him as a good player, Alex Lewis, but based on what I've seen, he's better than last year. He is better. And I will say that he, he, he snatched DeForest Buckner down like a rag doll in the the Colts game one play. Did you catch that play, Joe? I don't know if you have I, it.
0: I think I think he was with with uh, Beckton on that. I think that's when Beckton was still healthy on that on that play. I, I might have it, but he might like have 80, been. But but Beckton had there. no
1: bearing on that play though, because Beckton didn't yeah. even use a drag hand on him in that play. That was all. Oh, uh, there's the terms. It was all Alex Lewis one on one matched up with Buckner in open space. Yeah. Um, Buckner started leaning on him. And and Lewis just uh, snatched him down. Yeah, completely erased him from the play.
0: Yeah, and um, I, I think I think Lewis I don't remember, I don't remember seeing
1: Lewis. any play any impressive plays like that from him last year.
0: I think he he's been better this year than last year. I think last game. He struggled a little bit more. I know, like with PFF and all that stuff, like or whoever like stats it is. I'm not again. I'm not sure where it all comes from, but I know he's given up like a couple of pressures. But I think overall, from from last year to this year, he has been more impressive. Now, am I saying that I think he's going to be a long term guy for the Jets? I I don't. Um, I think he's a stopgap guy who might be here for this year and maybe even next year. But I think if Cam Clark and uh, you know steps up in the right direction, uh, we're hoping to see him hopefully for uh, Van Roten, whenever he gets healthy, uh, whether that be you know midpoint of the season, end point of the season, you have him as a long-term building block. I think Lewis can be a a placeholder, but I think Joe... McGovern or Van Roten? Uh, Van Roten. So uh, McGovern you Mc- has... You think
5: Van Roten's a building
6: block?
0: No, I'm or saying m- he's not a building block. I'm saying that he's Cam, Cam, Clark, yeah, yeah, Cam Clark will replace Van Roten. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. you go into the draft, you see if there's a guy like Joe, Joe Tooney available to replace... A, a, a uh, Alex Lewis. Because listen, it's not like we're we're building around a guy, or we have a GM and a guy like McCagn, Isaac, whatever, who doesn't value the offensive line. I don't think Joe Douglas stops building this offensive line. Um until it's an elite unit. And do I think Alex Lewis is a piece of an elite unit? No. Um could he be the worst piece on elite on, on a really good unit? Maybe, but I, I'm not saying he's a long long term option. But in terms of him taking steps up in the right direction, uh, I do think that he's he's been better um this year. I just think he will be yeah. replaced this year or next year. Yeah.
5: It's encouraging to me though that I mean Douglas went and flipped the line and you know, out of his five guys, you know, Beckton's yeah. a hit. Vance playing better than expected. So maybe his eval there was yeah. you know, a little bit better than everybody else thought. Uh, ben yeah, not, trash. not Joe, not Joe, Joe like, Blewett. Joe, Joe Blewett was high on that show.
1: Joe Blewett was high on Fan.
5: There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then I think McGovern will be fine once he gets healthy. And, you yeah. know, if we do pick up, you know, a center with that Seattle pick, you know, there's a couple of prospects that land there. You know, we could at least, you know, we're looking at a league average line in two years. And that, I think, is a feather in his cap.
0: Yeah. And that's funny too, because a lot of people came out last year and, uh, the offensive line coach, Frank Pollock, everybody was like, you know, criticizing him and talking about how bad he was after one year of not performing with really bad talent. But this year you gave him a couple of upgrades and the offensive line has taken a massive leap. Uh, now are they great? No, but I think from going from the 32nd offensive line to the 23rd offensive line is a huge jump with just a couple of pieces. So, um, I do agree with you on McGovern. I I think there's been some communication issues, uh, his eyes kind of getting a like he, his eyes are not in the right place at times and he's kind of getting a little bit too jumpy on things. He's not passing off things correctly, so I don't I don't see him losing a ton on one on one situations. He is some, but I think he will take um, a step up throughout the season. I liked his film a lot with the with the uh, uh, with the Broncos. I think Kyle can back me up on that. His his film was pretty good, um, so I think he will take steps up. I think he's been struggling a little bit, but the offensive line is encouraging. Sam Donald does have time to to make to make throws, but he's you know obviously has the All right.
5: That's the thing. Uh, it's it's. Not it's not a hindrance this year, it's you know, a good quarterback isn't held back by his line, they're not helped by yeah. it either at this
0: point. But the offensive line well is not now. the
1: reason why Sam Darnold is struggling immensely this year, let's just put it that way,
0: yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so Mike, we uh, all right, guys, the call. thanks so much, yeah, all right, have a good
5: one, peace, you too, take care,
0: yeah, uh. Damn. Okay. We got a ton more callers still. <laughs> so we're running through these. Uh, it's good. We're just going to be a straight up t- uh, call and show. That's fine. That's fine with me. I, I appreciate it. Uh, the next guy is, and again, with McGovern, I, I know you watched the film. I think it's a lot of like him passing things off, passing off stunts. I don't really see him losing a ton one on one, and it has happened before. But I think once he gets healthy and in the Colts game, he was clearly laboring, where or he was just not making blocks he would have made. Um, by the way, not it's the second level. Like he and by the made.
1: way, centers. <laughs> It's, it's rare that they get one-on-one matchups. I mean, throughout the course of a game, usually they're not, and it's tough to block. It's, it's tough to snap a ball and then block a 300 something pound monster and not, and actually win or drive that person, move that person off the ball. So it's tough to win those matchups. And that's not really the strength of his game, but he he does all the little things well, like first thing is getting off the snap, getting to the mm-hmm. you know, getting to the second level, making sure that he is picking up the right guy on a block. Those little things matter. And I, I do like his ability to reach people because he is athletic,
0: yeah, okay. so we're gonna run through the next calls again. We're gonna make the calls a little bit quicker because we still got four in the queue. so let's uh, let's run through uh, these Abe um, possibility of Josh McDaniels as a head coach. And the field. All right, uh, Abe, can you hear us?
6: Hey, what's up, guys? How are you?
0: What's hey. up? How are you?
6: I'm doing all right. Great show, man. Uh, I uh, really that. like the videos. Good, good job. Keep keep the job up. Yeah, I wanted to know what your guys' opinions on Josh McDaniels. You know, he's a guy that, uh, you know, ten years ago. Maybe it was a little bit less mature, but when you talk about offensive prowess, look what he's doing with Cam Newton now, switching mm-hmm. the style up. Um, what do you guys think about maybe going after him? Based
1: what on think, what, what I know, that? and I used to follow a lot of Patriots stuff very closely. Um,
0: certainly a lot closer. Mm-hmm. He's a closet Patriots Jet. fan. That's why.
1: <laughs> you know, I tell you uh, what, man. <laughs> I, 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 I'm being completely honest <laughs> with you. There were times when it was tough as a Jets fan. When I, and I always kind of admired how good the Patriots were year in, year out. I I I mean, I considered it, but oh I my I, God.
0: I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do no, it. No, so I want you to continue. It's 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 funny. A lot of Jets fans, like the the one year Don't tell me you haven't had thoughts like that. Cause no, I know you have no 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 no. No, no 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 you've bullshit. never
1: you never thought about switching your team. No, not not
0: seriously. Maybe when not I was seven seriously. years
1: old. Not seriously, but like a fleeting thought. You've never no, thought about it. No, you're lying. No.
0: No, I I'm a committed man, Kyle Smith. I know how to be committed. But okay, yeah, um, I mean, The thing with the be, Patriots, it's funny. The like Jets fans, like the one year we go ten and six, start talking shit like we're the best team in the league, and then we get mad at Patriots fans for being cocky. Can you imagine how cocky Jets fans would be if we won five, six Super Bowls oh, yeah. in the last twenty years? Like let's uh, you know, so I don't oh, hate God, yeah. They're, so, they're hate, so spoiled. I hate they're Dolphins so fans. Dolphins yes. fans. Oh man. Worst. Yes. 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 But um, continue Except about Josh Daniels. I like Travis. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Me too. But uh, yeah, with jo- go ahead about Josh Downs because like you said, you did the AFC East bro. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Go
1: ahead. Based on everything I know, Josh McDaniels will not go to an AFC East team. He will not do that. Um, and a lot of Patriots guys who talk to him and know people around him and stuff. That's basically like the relationship okay. that he and Bill Belichick have. So he's not coming to the AFC East, according to them. Um, and by the way, McDaniels, right. had, he turned down the Indianapolis job recently. He was in the ra- running for the Browns job, I believe. He wants to get the right fit whenever it is going to be a new coaching job for him. So based on that piece about the Jets and the fact that he turned down potentially coaching up, was it Luck at the time? I think it might have been Luck. Yeah, Luck, was Luck. Was, Luck was still with the Colts at the time. He turned down coaching Andrew Luck. He's going to come to the Jets and coach against Bill. I I, I can't see it happening. But, I mean, the name is kind of mm. intriguing. It's kind of intriguing. I mean, apparently he's got like... Um, he's got this detailed spreadsheet of all of his mistakes that he's made when when he was a head coach and all and how he's learned from each of them over the years. And apparently it's very thorough and stuff. Um, There is is some sort of intrigue with, you know, giving a guy who's learned from his mistakes and who was under Bill's tutelage. But then you also got to think, look at Bill Belichick's coaching tree. He hasn't had, he's got, he's had so many guys who were good with him but couldn't make it on their own. And one of his guys the the only guy mm. that you can really point to that's had a lot of success outside of Belichick is Bill O'Brien, who just got fired. You know, so you know you look at the Andy Reid coaching tree; he's had a lot more coaches that have went on to have more success, and that just goes to show you how good Bill is. So, how good is McDaniels uh, going to be outside of Bill? You know, and and the thing is with McDaniels, the good thing with McDaniels too is. For, it wasn't just a lack of, you know, him having a smart offensive mind or whatever, because he did. But it was kind of the whole management operation because things got ugly in Denver. Um, and then mm-hmm. and then he also had like some Adam Gase type of tendencies about uh, Josh McDaniels was uh, the proponent. He was the reason they drafted Tebow, you know? So mm-hmm. there is some sort of Adam Gase like tendencies there. And I, I don't know. I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's a little concerning so uh, I, I know joe I, what, tweet, what you what tweet that
0: out Robbie. uh dad kyle smith says josh McDaniels is adam gase let's see what the reaction we get nah, but uh
1: don't yeah, don't no, put it I, like listen, that because i like, <laughs> said there's a little t- there's a little tinge of it
0: yeah and then this is why i was worried about cam cam newton going to the patriots because of mcdaniel's and look how well they're doing around him where people were counting out the patriots which i thought was pretty foolish with a guy with a offensive coach that's got a defensive coach that's that good so if he were to come to the afc uh east or stay in the afc east with the jets would i be okay with that hiring uh yes would i like to evaluate more and look into more of what exactly he's calling and how much bill belichick is involved in that because bill belichick is involved in everything uh yes i don't think it's the worst name um in the league but like i said with kyle saying that he's you know has that agreement with bill that he's never going to go to an afc east team and him being in better situations or could have potentially going to better situations like the Colts with Andrew Luck. I think, say, uh, a concerning sign for the Jets' uh, kind of future to, hi- to hire him. Um, but let's let's be fair though to the Jets. You know, if they do have the number one pick, which it looks like they very ma- they they very w- uh, well may, um, coming into a team with a lot of cap space with two first round draft picks this year with two third round draft picks with, with two first rounds next year is a good situation like people may not may not see it like that but i do um, uh, you, you have to worry about the owners though that's something that will be factored in because the owners are shit so uh abe anything else to add before we get to some other calls And again i appreciate the call
6: Oh, no worries. Yeah. And I'll just ask this last question and then I'll uh, hang up so you guys can answer. Um, cool. It was going to be about the field, but maybe you guys can get to the field later, what, what your concerns are with the field, just as a side note. But mm-hmm. also, um, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, Mark, Mark, Sanchez? He got four years, you know, he got four years and going using years. that type of logic before. OK, <laughs> but, but he got him. So would you say that, you know, him being that type of prospect and Sam is a better prospect, or do you think that, hey, today's a new age in the NFL, you don't get that kind of time. What are your thoughts on that? You know, because Mark, using that logic, he got four years, Mark did. Yep. If the Jets are picking 11, like
1: if the Jets are picking 11, like they did last year, and you're not in range to draft any quarterback, then I guess you got to stick with Sam. Mm -hmm. But if you're picking one and you got Trevor Lawrence, who I think, all right, so some people said, Darnold and I, Brett Coleman was one such person that I remember Jeremiah Dan, and I and then Daniel Jeremiah a very respected person around the league apparently was even in apparently was considering working for Joe Douglas with the Jets uh, allegedly and mm-hmm. you don't know how he I think he might have also said that Darnold was his highest rated right, QB prospect since luck I never saw that but apparently some people did I think that that label actually does fit Lawrence best prospect since luck. I truly do believe yeah. that. I mean, he's, he, he set all these kinds of records in uh, I think it was Georgia. You know, he passed all Watson's record in Georgia. True freshman comes in, wins a national title. Only, only lost one game in college and he's six, six, he's super athletic. He's got a, a great arm, super confident. I mean,
0: the, the kid has all the tools right there. So, yeah, and with with the whole Sanchez thing, there after the third year was 2011, right? And that they finished like eight and eight or something like that in in 2011. So yeah, they were eight and five and
1: lost the last three games.
0: Yeah, eight and eight. So different situation. It's not like the Jets. If if after that third year, the Jets were were one in 15 and had the first overall pick, it might have been different. Obviously, Sanchez was in a different situation. I think Donald was a much better prospect than uh, Mark Sanchez. And I think if you put Sam Donald, his rookie year and his second year on the teams that Mark Sanchez has, we, we probably will be in the Super Bowl because Mark Sanchez had the best defense in the NFL, the best running game in the NFL, a really good offensive line, obviously, that goes along with the with the uh with the running game and he had not the best weapons but he had Holmes and and uh braylon edwards and Jared coxer like he had and, some and, solid and Ke- players and
1: keller keller you know he keller he was in yeah. The yeah. thomas, right, thomas he jones was you had yeah. lt
0: who was pretty good you know you had some good weapons there so different situations so but I, sim I
1: was a hell of a fullback
0: i think i think if you put yeah I, I think if you put mark sanchez and what donald has been involved in his first three years it would have been a mu- much different situation and, and you be, would have been thinking about a quarterback after year one or two not year uh three like we are now but getting to the next yeah
1: literally mark sanchez held that team back almost
0: every game yeah yeah he uh, was the
1: reason that held that team back he never elevated that team's play
0: uh we have char uh charmin uh philip which i think is uh charmin, who, who I know so let's get to him uh and I don't know if I ever pronounced your name right if it's Charmin char- Charmin however the hell you say it but what's up man?
7: <laughs> it's it's Charman Joe. What's up Kyle what's up Joe how y'all doing how you doing, doing, doing well Kyle? man. Yeah, um, I... I
1: Char, Charmin, like I uh, the to toilet about... paper?
7: <laughs> yeah, I've been getting that since high school. Um, <laughs> um, I, I really wanted to talk about um, um, a little bit of what... Uh, a little bit of what Robbie Sabo had posted on Twitter about Sam uh, throwing a missing opening um, open receivers. Uh, and, and, like, what is causing that? What is the depth of that? You know, because because it's not just it's not just him not seeing guys. Right. It's it's it has to be something more that has to do a little bit of, of coaching or maybe what you guys were saying about him never really being a quarterback that was good at uh, processing information really quickly.
0: Go Jerry, you can go first. Um, no, go ahead. I was I was looking at something.
1: Oh, no, but I, I feel like I've been taking the last couple ones first and I don't go want ahead, to do much.
0: I just talked for four and a half hours on a podcast the other day. You're you're you go ahead. People are probably sick of hearing my voice. I, I talk all the time.
1: Uh, Charmin. I, I, okay. I, I think it's, and I don't mean, I'm not trying to take a cop out by like, you know, not pointing to one specific thing, but I think it's, a, I think it's a multitude of things. I, I think w- number one is we got to be honest. A lot of Donald's receivers, they're not good enough. A lot of them just aren't creating a lot of separation on their own. So that's one big problem. And yes, he's dealing with injuries. He doesn't have MIMS, MIMS, MIMS can, you know, Mims can separate. Um, you know, he doesn't have Perriman. Perriman can separate. I and mean, he's working with some, And you know, Miss Crowder, Miss Games. So he's working with a bunch of, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say uh, uh, Island and Misfit toys, but to a certain extent, it's like that. Um, so that's <laughs> problem number one. So he's not confident that guys are going to get open on their own. And this is why you look at the last two games. He's trying to make more things hap- happen with his legs. He knows he's an athlete. Right. He knows he can throw on the run and stuff. He's looking to do that more. And I kind of respect that because that's when that's when you saw the touchdown during the 49ers game. That's when you saw the only touchdown there in the Colts game, is when he made things happen himself. He has scrambled for some first downs. But sometimes it is there, and he's yeah, you know, he he's scrambling when he doesn't need to and stuff. So number one, he's not confident in the receivers because they're not getting open. So you, you can understand his frustrations there. But then there are times when some of them are open. And he's just not finding them. And like I said, I don't know how how long you've been listening, but maybe like a half hour, 45 minutes ago, Joe and I were both kind of making the point that Darnold has never really been good at cycling through reads. You know, um, you look at his tape dating back to college. He wasn't the type of guy like where he didn't like a concept on one side that all of a sudden he's going to scan to the other side of the field like a good prospect. Like you saw Andrew Luck in college. Andrew Luck, you're seeing him make full field <laughs> reads consistently. Um, but uh, so he, he's... I don't think he's
7: ever been. I don't think he's ever been a good processor. Okay, go ahead. I I just I, I I just wanted to be specific about the um, not only what he's doing on offense, but but is he not understanding what the defense also is doing? Because you know, if you see a safety shaded to one side, and you have a certain matchup on another side, knowing that you have you probably have a better shot at, at taking a taking a shot on on the side where the safety shaded away from. What is that? What is causing him not to see that and understand that he needs to go that way instead of going where the safety shaded to?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like he he has a problem reading leverage of of defensive backs and where are and, and where are they and sometimes where he needs to put a ball. Like sometimes if a if a defensive back is right you you got to know you can't throw that ball in that situation and like something I said that I think Joe you downplayed a little bit when we were talking about over a year ago, I said, Sam Donald's always been bad at reading smash concepts. He always has been bad at reading them. Mm-hmm. And it was a smash type of concept that they ran in the Colts game where he threw that pick to Rhodes in the end zone. Um, and he has to see that, that roads. Yes. Rhodes initially gets sucked up by the underneath route, but then he drops off pretty quickly. And not only does Donald put the ball in an awful place, maybe he shouldn't even thrown it to begin with though because you're seeing that the defensive back is dropping off. He's always been late reading those types of plays, though. Um, And sometimes with, like I said, with defensive back leverage, like some of these out routes that he's throwing, he shouldn't be throwing. So I don't know. I mean, like.
0: I think it's a combination of his eyes and his his the the way he panics, and I also think it's a combination of and, I, and it could be again. This is what we're not in the meeting rooms for. Is Gates so strict on his on his reads? You have to go one, yes, two, three, yes, four, yes, and you yes, and you yes. and you can adjust to okay pre snap leverage. You can't read the defense. I'm not giving you that flexibility to do that. Is, is that's a question I have because is he so stern on like I said reading a certain route no matter what? Even if you see a safety shaded over top like Sharman's talking about because if he doesn't have the flexibility to call a QB sneak on fourth and one, does he have the flexibility to adjust his reads and his reading pattern? Or you have have to assume no, no. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's a huge question. So is that a potential problem with, with Gates? hundred percent. Do we know that? No. Um, but, and and from what I knew too, and I'll, I'll
1: I'll ask Travis Wingfield, Uh, I'll I'll text him. I think that that was an issue with Tannehill as well with Gates, not giving Tannehill full, full, um, uh, autonomy to audible to plays that he liked.
0: Yeah. Uh, Charmin, anything else to, to add?
7: No, um, that, that was great guys. Thank you very much, man. I'll call back next time.
0: Awesome. Thank you, Sharman. Yeah. Sharman's a good dude. He has a podcast, uh, NY Jets fans podcast that he does with his two buddies. And, uh, I'll, I'll go on his, his podcast sometimes, uh, to help him out and do whatever. Um, next, we have two more callers, and we'll get through all the other stuff we have to do. get through and be lighting around. We will get into the chat, too, if you guys want to uh, repeat your questions in there. Don't do that now because we still have two callers to do. Uh, S- Solomon, if, if that picked up your name right, um, and he wants to talk about the draft. So let's see if we can get him on. Uh, Solomon, what's up?
5: What's up, man? Um, I was wondering, so what do you think the Jets do if we don't get the number one pick? Because Giants look pretty bad. Well, they do, but I their mean, division is
1: terrible. They might they, might,
6: they might take <laughs> Yeah, but think yeah, about the division. Trevor Lawrence,
5: so. <laughs> I think
1: the Giants division oh, yeah, has a combined offense. three wins. In the in the whole <coughs> NFC East right now, they got a combined three wins. So you have to imagine that the Giants mm-hmm. could sneak a couple wins out of just that division. I don't I, let me that's what I'm that's what
0: uh, I'm hoping for. I'm trying for. to look at the Giants schedule because that's that honestly, solomon's asking the hardest question you could possibly ask because if yes. the Jets are like bad like where they're three or four, they don't like Lance and then they're they're they're, they're kind of in a situation where they take, like, uh, the, the tackle, Sewell, I believe his name is, or they take um, yep. Jamar Chase. Like, yeah, that it's might Justin be Fields. Actual, yeah. But I'd much rather have the first pick. And, like, listen, even if the next head coach does love um, Darnold, then you trade down, you get a shit ton of picks. But uh, that's a tough position to be in. So I don't know because I don't know how much they like. And it's a cop-out answer. But if they, I don't know if they like Lance. I don't know if they like Fields. I don't know what their thinking is. I don't know how Darn- Darnold fin- uh, finished mm-hmm. out the season and it's also something i don't like to comment on because i haven't watched their tape extensively yeah but, same here same um, here with with the giants like you, they have they have the redskins twice they have the eagles twice let's see who else they have they have the bengals you know so they can get a win there where with the jets season like and we'll talk about this in a, in in, in, the, in the future Kyle I'll kind of go through their games a little bit but like how many wins do you really see and i guess we can kind of talk about it now it's not really a huge topic but like maybe they beat the chargers Maybe, like if they're lucky, maybe if they get a win versus the Dolphins, maybe they beat the Browns, but like they have like like four or five winnable games. That's really about it. So um, I don't know how many more games the Jets are winning, but that's the situation that like, it's why I'll always be a fan. Once the game comes on, I always root for the Jets kind of, but my heart wants to roof them but my head wants to get once before the game i want them to lose because that situation where they're fourth overall what does that do for you like winning a game does absolutely nothing the team is already completely unmotivated they they want gase out they know gase is going to be out so getting a win helps maybe a little bit but for the long term it really really hurts the jets because like i said even if they do like donald which i don't think is the case right now i think if they do finish one they're going to take lawrence but um if you do and if you were to trade out of that first pick you could get uh, an amazing amount of capital to trade out of that pick because you have a guy in Lawrence who is highly as highly touted as luck since coming out. So if you want to trade down, you can get four or five first round draft picks for it, which would be ridiculous to build around Donald. So finishing at the fourth pick for freaking Jamar chase is completely, it, it, it's, it's not even worth it. Um, obviously you want the first pick, so it's kind of a shitty situation. So uh, you asked the hardest question you could possibly ask. And I probably don't really even have a good answer for you clearly. So
1: yeah, I don't really have an answer either. Oh, I was I could, no, the only thing I can say is I've only watched very, very little of Fields, and I, I, don't, I don't quite understand the hype around him. Mm-hmm. Granted, I've watched very little, and I was texting Scott Mason, and Scott really hasn't watched him yet either. And Scott was saying he's got a buddy who's a big Ohio State fan that said he's like a bigger Kyler Murray. He is nowhere near the runner that Kyler Murray is. Nowhere Murray's near. change of
0: direction is ridiculous. Yeah,
1: like there, there's no comparison yeah. at their mm-hmm. abilities as a runner. So yeah. I just, I, I don't get that at all. Anyway, um but I, I would need to watch more of the kid. So
0: uh Selma, really anything, comment more on him. Anything else to add? We we definitely appreciate the call. Like I said, you guys are you guys are all killing it, so we appreciate it.
5: No, that, that was fine. You guys have been great. So I'll awesome. call on next next show.
0: Awesome, man. Thanks. All right, cool. All right. Like I said, Kyle, we went from one call to like and there's a couple of people who dropped their calls to a ton of them. So uh awesome on, on the uh, on the callers. So let's run through we have a couple of questions. I, I know Robbie had a question in uh, the chat here from if I can get to. It, I'm not gonna be able to get to it. Uh, let me see. Yeah, whatever. We had a question from Facebook Live was about Donald. If we didn't answer a Donald question yet, I don't know what else you're asking <laughs> because <laughs> we talk about Donald a lot. But let's get to the other. Um, superlatives and let's do this like lightning round because we do want to get to some of the chat and I'm sure we'll have another caller. So let's do this like as quick as, as we possibly can. Um, most disappointing We just got on Donald uh, offensive best player. I don't think that's really a conversation. Becton. It's back. Uh he, we've, we've talked about him. He's been, Amazing offensive overall DBO rank over under 20.5. I said under, we've been 32nd uh, ranked in the league again this year. Um, so that's that's way under. I didn't expect them to be that good this year. I, I expect them to take a jump up to, to maybe 25, 26 if they were healthy, but uh, they haven't been healthy since. So it's been absolutely terrible. Uh, Bell over under a thousand yards. I believe I said under on our show. I think I you did, you did, you show, did, you did, and it's going to be under because he's been injured. So, I did you say over for that one? You said over didn't I'm you? pretty sure I did yeah uh, pretty sure you know, <laughs> um, so oh hold on. It's, um, let's see Kyle if you want to go take care of what you got to take care of I could I could do the rest of this real all quick right. if you want
1: all right yeah I'll be back in a, in a jiffy
0: okay. So I'll address the rest of this, and then I'll answer some some YouTube uh, questions. I'm used to talking about myself. This is pretty much what I do. Uh, there's a lot of people commenting on the YouTube too, which, I, like I said, we'll get to your questions as as much as I can scroll up. We'll run through all your stuff like lightning round. So I appreciate everybody commenting. Uh, 111 people in there. I don't know how many likes we have, but we better have at least a couple because I can't I can't tell. I'm not good at this stuff. I'm not a techie guy. Um, Donald over under 25.5 passing touchdowns. I said over. That's going to be under. I think. I think the bet on like DraftKings, if you are into that. Uh, I'm not, you know, pushing anybody to gamble. But I think it's 22 and a half. I bet the over. So I hope that happens at least. Um, the Chiefs game on. It's why I turn on my my TV because I do have something on that game that I need the Chiefs to win by over 11 points. Uh, so that's why that's on Perryman over or under 800 yards. I said over. That's going to be under. Obviously Perryman um, is having the same issues that he did. Uh, you know, a couple of years or his first couple of years in the NFL where he's injured. uh, That's obviously a massive problem for, for the uh, for his career for the Jets is that I think he is a talented guy. I think he has more physical capability than Robbie Anderson where he could run over the middle. He could run short. He could take screens to the house. He can win jump balls where Robbie Anderson's a deep threat, which is great. Like I said Robbie Anderson in the past, I'm not going to go back on him. I think he's a top three to five deep threat the entire NFL, and we're seeing that take place in Carolina even more so than I thought it would because I thought he would struggle uh, with Carolina with uh, Teddy Bridgewater's arm, but he's been doing pretty well with that, but um, Perryman's obviously been, uh, injured. So that's a huge issue. The best ability is availability and he hasn't been available. So that's a problem, uh, with Hoyer player of playing, you should be over 11. Yeah. That's, that's, that's why I did that. It's in a parlay. I did like a three team parlay for a couple bucks. So I need to, I, need, I, if the, if the Packers win or if the Packers lose today, I'm, I'm screwed. Not, not screwed, but I'll be pretty pissed. Uh, O-line better than 20.5. I said under Um, The O-line, I would say it's near that. I I think for the Jets, like then obviously being a big part of it, but I think the development of the offensive line with the resources poured into it, which is what Joe Douglas clearly focused on this offseason, that being his biggest focus and how much it's improved, is very encouraging for Douglas's future with the offensive line because they're not they're not done um, right now with the with the offensive line, Kyle. I'm just talking about the offensive line being better than uh, 20.5 in the league. I said it's it's under that probably, but it's pretty near. And I, I'm just, I was just saying that uh, with Douglas and that being his major focus in the offseason, it's incre- uh, extremely encouraging and that the offensive line I think is not done being addressed. Uh, he oh, yeah. he poured some resources in some resources into it, but even at the at the you know. First round pick, couple of signings, but I think he's not done at all. So I think this is going to be a unit that's clearly above average and probably a top ten unit in the next couple of years. So I'm extremely encouraged um by that. Um I think you'd you'd agree with that statement. Then we'll run through a couple of other things.
1: Yeah, you're only locked into two guys, Becton and McGovern.
0: The other I think fan guys- could be a decent tackle moving forward, you know? Yeah. And yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean so, is, there, is there any chance the Jets could potentially, you know, they don't get Lawrence and they want to stick with Darnold instead of drafting Fields and they draft Sewell from Oregon?
0: Yeah. And yeah, right now, I let's mean, say, let's say they're 22nd in the league. You know, if you let's say, let's say you replace McGovern, or not McGovern, you you replace Van Roten with a second round draft prospect, or maybe it's even Cameron Clark and you keep taking steps in the right direction, like they're definitely on the track upwards. So that's really encouraging. Uh defensive breakout star, I said Q. Uh, Q has had a couple of good games. The Broncos game, he was good, obviously. The face mask penalty. Yeah, he flashes. The the face mask penalty, listen, that's so hard. That's such a bang-bang play where your hands are going to wrap up a quarterback where his chest is, and and then your hand lands in the face mask. I'm not going to blame him. It wasn't malicious.
1: You know, back in the day, like when they used to have a face mask penalty, there was inadvertent ones as well where it was only five yards, not personal foul, not automatic first down. Yeah. Back in the day, it would have been one of those.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, he's flashed. So that, that, and then in the sack that he had, uh, what that was that face mess. We had a pressure. He's stuffing guys in the run game. He's stood up Quentin Nelson a couple of times. So he's a breakout star on defense. He's been good. Um, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, I said Davis because I thought I was like the only, only real option. Davis hasn't played a lot, and this is the thing that in the I, I remember talking about this with you, Kyle. A lot of people in training camp. Oh, Davis, this, Davis, that. You know all this stuff about Davis, and I was saying to you. I don't know what he's doing in practice. I don't know what he's being asked to do. So I don't know why he's flashing, but I'm not going to lie about what I saw on tape. Yeah. And uh, that's probably why he's not playing because he's super raw. Did he suit at, up the past couple of games? I he's know been injured. He's yeah. been injured. Uh, I, yeah, so that's what I thought. I said the defensive rookie of the year right now, I, I guess because of two games, it's Bryce Huff. You know, undrafted guy. He's been doing pretty well the last yeah, couple of games. Yeah, I was, so I was the, pleasantly
1: impressed. And that's the one dude that you did film on that I didn't watch. And I
0: wasn't hearing any, shame. I
1: wasn't hearing any buzz about him at training camp. So I was just like, you know, I'm not going to
0: watch this guy. You no, you'd think, you no, you'd think you're my friend. You know, you you support my work and stuff. It's okay. You know, whatever. It's, <laughs> it's, it's all good. Uh, we have, um, my, okay. We have yeah, he, he's a little yet.
1: shifty dude. He's small. What What is his measurements? I don't even know. I couldn't find any combine
0: uh, measurements uh, on him. I, I wasn't at the combine, but I, I don't know. Maybe you have to listen to the show to figure out. <laughs> no, he's a little,
1: he's a little dude, but he Do does not use his hands.
0: Uh, six three two fifty five. Is he six, three really? Wow. And so, yeah. That's what it says. So he just plays low. He plays a good leverage. Say you, yeah. maybe you yes, know he does. No, it's okay. Um, so, uh, keep, to, we're going to go to the caller in a second. I just want to get to the rest of the superlatives and we'll get to the mailbag after the next caller. Um, defensive, most disappointing everybody. There's, there's really nobody that's just that, that who's who's taking steps up minus Quinn Williams on the defense. Like there's been no, like McClendon's played well, Fado Kossi's had a couple of run stuffs, but a lot you of you might want to say outside. Jordan
1: Jenkins there. He's Jordan Jenkins. Not,
0: hasn't done anything. He has not a Marcus like, may flash. the game. Jenkins, Jenkins about Jenkins has it.
1: never, never been great. Never been great. But four years, he was a constant trajectory upwards his first four years of his career. He's on the downswing right now through four games. I mean, I haven't, yeah. I haven't seen him have one pass, one impressive pass rush rep the, thus far this year. I might no, have a missed a couple of runs. That's
0: about it. I, yeah,
1: I might have missed one, but I'm saying like, you know, week mm-hmm. one last year, he's beaten Deion Dawkins for a strip sack.
0: Yeah, and there's some plays that like I've seen people like comment on Twitter and, and like, oh, oh, you didn't put up this play. I'm like, listen, I can only put up like 60 to 80 plays, and sometimes when you're watching the entire field, you actually miss some stuff. Like that's like, oh yeah, when you when you go to the to the player reviews I do, like I'm not gonna miss anything. So I'm watching them every single rep, but trying to watch. 22 guys in the field at the same time gets uh you get mixed up sometimes. But this year has been terrible. A lot of It'll guys take care of many, many hours. Yeah. Marcus May has been disappointing from his first game. McDougal has been nothing less than awful. And by the um, way, let's
1: let's say this about Marcus May. Those that wanted to hype him up for his game in Buffalo, oh, replacing Jamal Adams in his role. That's not the type of player he is. No. and he's been playing a lot more in the box. And this is why you're starting to see him get exposed a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's most comfortable way back deep.
0: That's just what he's best at defensive best player, uh, Quentin Williams, and then it's been Quentin Williams defensive overall ranking twelve point five. I said worse, and it's been way worse. I think we're the worst defense in the league. Uh, I I really do. I, I don't know if there's a better, if there's a worse defense right now. You tap this I, jet I could, second level, could, you're done.
1: I couldn't. I couldn't. I can't disagree. I can't think of a worse one. We're definitely the worst offense in the league. You run, sure.
0: you run to the outside on the jets and attack their linebacker their linebackers their linebackers with uh with any type of levels concept they're, they're screwed like their linebackers are so slow yes. and so bad in coverage it's it's, it's yes it's unbelievably bad there are so many times where teams just run like just like simple concepts like literally just hitches between between the spacing of uh cover two drops and they just get completions because the jets spot drop everything They they do not match anything it's all spot dropping. And that, that's Greg Williams issue too. So you
1: want to talk um, about a player who's really washed to Ogletree. He sucks. He is, man. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, that goes without saying. Teams... Ever, you
1: you must've heard my Ogletree story before, right? I, I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> so <laughs> the only time I went to the NFL draft, I think was the same year you went 2013 when we had two first round picks.
0: Yeah. D Milner, Sheldon Richardson.
1: Yeah. So I went with my brother and his fiance and, and one of his friends. And there was a lady sitting next to me and I had no idea who she was or whatever. And she, you could tell she doesn't know that much about football and not quite sure why she's there. She's there alone. And she's talking to me and she's like, when do you think Ogletree is going to get drafted? And I hadn't really watched his tape or anything like that. I'm just going off of what I heard on ESPN or NFL Network or whatever. And I was like, you know, I, I don't think he's going tonight. Uh, first round, that is. And I was like, he's got some character issues. And I think he was had like, like a DUIs. He had like a DUI. It was his grandma.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, dude. <laughs> so, uh, I was sitting behind Gino. Or no, no, no. Sorry, I was sitting behind EJ Manuel. I believe he was drafted that year, and he got he drafted. He was there. He was there. No, his his. So his uncle was there. Oh, okay. And he got drafted, and he was easily like six six, like two eighty. And I remember reaching my hand out to, to like give him a high five because he got drafted. Like who cares? Like whatever. I'm drinking, like having a good time. Reach out to high five him. And my arm was like over the chair and he slapped my arm and my elbow went down like this. I'm pretty sure my, my elbow was like hyperextended for like three weeks. Like I could not move my arm because of how freaking hard EJ Manuel's uncle slapped my hand. He got drafted. So I remember that, but, wow. um, you want to talk about a bad quarterback. Yeah, he, bad. Bad. um, but let's go to the, next, the last couple ones before we get to the caller. If he's still on the line, um, special teams, best player. I'm going to say it's Ficken. He's, he's made his field goals. Special teams missed the, the most disappointing.
1: But he didn't. He uh, did miss one kick though. But he got bailed out because of the penalty.
0: No, he saw it coming. He heard footsteps. That's why. Uh, special teams, most disappointing. I said it's going to be Ficken. It's probably Davis. I thought he had more of an impact in his first couple of games. He didn't. Special teams oh, yeah, overall but
1: that, that Braden man tackle though, that was something else, man.
0: I didn't put that in my review, but I probably should have special teams, overall ranking 5.5. I said under, it's just the law of averages stuff bounces out. The Jets are going to be so good. Then they will be average and they will be good. Then they will be average. Just like Brian pool isn't as good as he has been Uh most effective cornerback going into that pool. I said, pool, it is pool. He hasn't been picked on a ton, but he hasn't made the impact he did in the years past. Uh, we said, uh, I said, the. Rest I, of I like Brian pool,
1: man. Yo, did you see this one play? I think it was um, what's, what's that small wide receiver for the Broncos? I think it was Hamler. Hamler pool and, and maybe Hamler tripped. I didn't look at the broadcast angle, so I couldn't really see it in high depth. But when I was watching the coaches film, Dude, man, I
0: have that play.
1: I'm the, sure pool. This is towards the end of the game. It's in the fourth quarter, late in the game. And I think it's in the red zone too, or close to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Hamler is, he's taking off like on an angle. He's not running straight forward out of his, he's stemming on an angle and pool is running with him in phase, jams him in phase with one hand and, and just Hamler goes straight to the ground. And and, and I don't know if Hamler tripped or slipped on the turf or whatever. It didn't look like it from that angle. But Poole is a powerful dude. So I could see I, that happening.
0: I see him as like, he could be a long-term slot guy, but people talk about him like he's the best slot receiver in the Irish slot corner in the NFL. I don't think that's the case, but I do think he could be a long-term guy for the Jets. He's, no, he's I, I like him. I like him. Um, yeah, so I think he's the only building piece. Well, you have like, blame me bless Austin. You have Hall, you have Poole, but bless Austin is being like, he has been bad, like bad, bad this year. Um, so yeah. for people who thought always, oh, you know, we have our number one in plus laws. We have our number two. I never said that. I thought he'd be a good role player from what he sh- what he showed his first year. Um, Hey, but man,
1: he's, 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 he's putting on. out the training videos, man. And the training videos always get people hyped. Remember when Gino Smith was thrown with Brandon Marshall with their shirts off.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I said the records be seven and nine. I think the Jets are going to be like two and 14 playoffs. I said, no, it's going to be no. Will Gase make it to 2021? I said, yes, that's clearly going to be no. Um, but moving to the caller, let's see if he's still there. Yep. Um, I don't know what this auto screen is. <laughs> I don't. It says, okay, now question my my name is Land Raider. So I don't think that's probably what he said, but let's see who this is and, and exactly uh, what he wants to talk about, uh, if it will pick it up. Okay, uh, caller, what's up? Uh, I wanted to ask, are the Eagles ever going to
2: beat
1: the Jets? I mean, the Jets going to beat the Eagles?
0: I'm assuming this is an Eagles fan. Uh, I, I They don't they don't play this year, so I'm going to say no. They're not going to be able to beat the Eagles this year unless they meet up in the Super Bowl, which I doubt a lot for both teams because they both suck. Is there anything else? This person sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, tell
7: Mr. Smith
1: I said what's up. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's, this is a student. This is, is this Omar? Yeah,
7: it's me and Yearly.
1: <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Is it really? Yeah, it's me and Yearly. Oh, no, you're lying. It's is Omar. Exactly. <laughs> Thank no, you for the New call. Yearly.
2: New yearly. Omar
1: yearly. Maybe it is. All right. <laughs> Thank you for the
0: call, man. Appreciate I, it.
1: I appreciate I the support.
0: I'll see, <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Uh oh. I'll see you tomorrow. It says I'll the caller's name was, is, is Israel.
1: That's weird. It must be some kind of autocomplete on the software or something like that. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I did tell some of my students that I was uh, doing a live stream tonight and uh, told them where to find it. So, mistake
0: the biggest mistake you've made now.
1: (laughs) All right. So, but yeah, 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 uh, hey, that's an interesting question. Can we just say this, though, since he asked about the Eagles and the Jets? The Jets have never beaten the Eagles, never.
0: Hey. Never ever, about ever the, Eagles, though, the If he is an Eagles fan, the Eagles have actually had expectations this year and they're ju- ju- just as bad. You know, I know they beat the Niners, so they're maybe a little bit better, but uh, the Eagles suck the Eagle- bad too. The, so if you're Eagles, Eagles fan trying to talk crap,
1: they're a disappointment, but they're definitely better than the Jets. But that is interesting though, that the Jets, the only team they've never beaten is the Philadelphia Eagles. Preseason. You count that? Um I guess Definitely if you're, a Jets, a, if you're a Jets fan, you got to count whatever wins. You okay.
0: Can, so. so let's get to the, let's get to the mailbag uh, quick again. We're going to do this pretty quickly. And then we're going to uh, go to the questions in the checks. We still got over a hundred people in there. So I appreciate that. Uh, Jeremy shrub. Uh, is there an argument to be, to trade down regardless that the Packers, Cowboys, Ravens, etc., have found franchise quarterbacks in the late first round and after Nick Foles wanted us to roll with a good team. What are your thoughts on that Kyle?
1: Um, It's 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 always harder to draft a quarterback later. It lessens your chances, yeah. and there was serious, serious consideration for Aaron Rodgers going number one overall. There was kind of a weird draft in the sense that he could either go one or slide into the 20s like he did. But there, you know, it wasn't a slam dunk for them to pick Alex Smith. So he could have gone one. Imagine how differently the trajectory of those franchises would have been had he gone to the Niners. Mm -hmm. Um I, I I don't like trading back in you're not going to get one of these top three guys if you trade back into the 20s, and especially the way that some of those guys that you named, you know, that was in an area, an era where you could draft quarterbacks a little later. The name of the game now is trading up for a quarterback. Just look at like like you know, the Ravens traded up for Lamar Jackson, um, the Browns took Baker one, the Jets traded up for Darnold, the Bills traded up for Allen. I mean, you got to trade up to get a quarterback now. Goff was traded up for, Wentz was traded up for. Uh, Watson was traded up for Mahomes was traded up for, I mean, that's mm-hmm. the name of the game. Now you got to trade up
0: to get a quarterback. Yeah. So No, you, you don't want to lessen your chances. Obviously, if you trust your evaluation, you have your guy, you want to pick him. You don't want to trade down and say, Oh, we'll take our fifth or sixth guy. You know, like that's not how that works. So, um, could it happen? Yes. Redraft a quarterback late. Obviously Tom Brady being an example, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, there are examples out there, but there are few and far between, um, versus, you know, uh, Guys who are who uh get drafted top, like let's say you know Russell Wilson was supposed to be Russell Wilson coming out of the draft, and they knew he's going to be what he is today. There'd be Man. a thousand teams trying to line up to trade up to number one overall. Like, you got to trust your evaluation. Um, I seen a comment, uh, Casey keeping the Patriots in the game that cannot happen for me. Um, so let's not let that happen. Uh, baby Jesus 14, baby underscore Jesus 14 uh, says, When you watch film, is it true Sam is missing wide open targets in Gates's offense? Is it
1: film is littered with it.
0: Is that is that him being uh, bad in the pocket, or does he have PTSD from the last two seasons? Yes, yes, and yes that's how to answer that question. There's, there's plenty of examples of him missing open guys, his feet being uneasy in the pocket, um, his feet not transitioning through reads. Again, you want to get your hallway pointed through your reads. You don't want to keep your feet planted. You see plenty of times where Donald's eyes are whipping back and forth and his body is in with, um, going through his reads. So you, again, you want to have your, you want to be pointed towards where you're reading because if you need to get rid of the ball quickly, you throw the ball, you're, you're in a position to do that. He does not do that. So yes, yes. And yes for that one. Uh, uh, MT Palace, any guard prospects for Seattle's pick? Also, what do you think of Boyer potential as a head coach? Again, are there some guys like, a, like a Google? You must right be now?
1: listening to a lot of Scott Mason.
0: Yeah is, is 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 Can I go on? Can I go on Google right now and type in mock draft and then just name off the top three guys I see? Yes, have I watched them? No, so I can't comment on that again. I'm not that type of dude. Uh, yeah, one thing. Boyer, one thing about
1: me and Joe is we probably don't want uh, the level of NFL football in comparison that to we watch. Th- in comparison to college football, is so much more NFL. So at yeah. this point in the year, both of us aren't too. Ask me in April. To, are, aren't too <laughs> up to date on all, all the prospects.
0: Yeah, so. ask, ask me in April. Boyer as a head coach for this year as as a, as a stopgap. Sure, long term, I don't think so. Uh, I only know of one successful special teams guy that went on to be a head coach,
1: John Harbaugh. Can you name another? I can't.
0: Yeah, so very low chance. Uh, do I think you should take over? Yeah, I, I think if Gase is fired, it's not Greg Williams because Greg Williams' defense is clearly pretty uh, cheap shoddy. Uh, Vic Vangio didn't even like come out and shake their hands. They've had issues. Uh, I'm sure that was part of Greg Williams. I'm sure it's a part of Gase. So, uh, no, I don't want Greg Williams as the head coach. I'd rather have Boyer for to step up in that role interim if he does get fired, which apparently he's not going to. Uh, three more, common underscore whack. All I ever wanted was Sam to succeed with us. It seems likely that will never happen. Pain. All of us did pain uh will lawrence really have a better shot with us
1: on uh no doubt no doubt about it because you can't you you, it would be very hard to have a worse head coaching hire than this Mm -hmm. um douglas seems seems see douglas had a Mm long-term plan and that's part of the reason he negotiated a six-year contract mccagnon never had a long-term plan Mm -hmm. he always he always traded away uh draft assets from year one he was always signing guys uh, for higher contracts than, you know, you know, spending bidding, big and free agency, which is never really a good long-term plan. Um, and just look at, you know, just, look, I know that a lot of his picks have, um, been injured thus far, but that's a home run pick with Becton so far. So seemingly so far, Douglas seems to be the better GM he's done. He improved the offensive line, which McCagnon could never do in all of his years here. So you yeah. got to give the hat tip. To Douglas, so far as a superior GM, mm-hmm. and Lawrence is, as far as I'm concerned, a way better quarterback prospect than 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 Darnold. So, yes, he would definitely I think have a better. Into, he's
0: coming into a better situation too. It's, it's yeah, a lot it'll be a situation.
1: better a better situation, better offensive line, hopefully Both now better, and
0: going into the future,
1: better skill, talent, and better coaching. So
0: yeah, all those. Let's, let, let's say they keep like who they even have in their roster right now. Like even if it's even if it's Perryman, Crowder, or Mims, like that's a lot better than. Josh Bellamy and Deontay Burnett that Sam Darnold was throwing to in his rookie year for a lot of games. So that yeah. plus you have the and, draft and the capital, ghost,
1: the ghost of, um, what the heck is that guy's name that we got from Seattle? Why am I blanking on his Jermaine name? Jermaine
0: curse. Right? Yeah. Who was, didn't even go for the ball? The Texans game.
1: Yeah. He was decent. Um, his first year, 2017 with the jets. And then man, what happened to him in 2018? I don't know. He quit. He gave up TJ
0: Decker. You are late to this show, it's been two hours. Where are we at with Sam? We talked so much. You have to go back and watch. I, I we're not gonna do too much. Sam is he'll the only
1: player play. that we've talked a lot about, like, yeah, we've, a we've, lot. we touched upon some Beckton, some Quinnin, but Sam is the only one that we've touched upon.
0: Um, a lot. so yeah, Lawrence will have a better shot with us. Better, better GM, in my opinion. I like his talent evaluation. Like, again, I saw the fan signing at first, I was like, who the hell is George Fan? After I just saw Conklin got got, got uh, brought on, I watched the first two, three games. I said that my review, and I was like, oh, shit, the Jets are screwed to tackle started progressing 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 and, and then considering his track in terms of him being a newer tackle not getting a lot of starts and things like that him to progress as he did i was pretty high on the signing or at relatively high i would say i was the highest person in jets land on the on the signing and he's looked pretty good so
1: yeah that's fair um, there's a lot of room for improvement with him though because this technique is still really shaky
0: sometimes. yeah yeah but i would say i would say he's in that 16 to 20 range as a tackle which a lot of people thought he was like he's like a backup which i, I think is unfair um, maybe i that that does seem a little too high for for me me
1: um, based on, but what do I know? I don't watch every offensive lineman really closely. Yeah, but yeah, sometimes Poser. his technique is a little ugly though he he, he gets his feet really close together he,
0: sometimes yeah he heel clicks and he opens his gate too much and then like we yes. said last time he, he tends to 45 Everything degree 45 set, degree set? It? 45 degree set he needs a vertical set more in jump set which and is he shoots
1: really wide with his hands too sometimes mm-hmm. too so there's a lot of technique issues but he is strong and aggressive
0: and, Fast, and a good athlete move. too yeah so. the, that's the thing with Beckton too like beckton has gotta fix his hands because a lot of times they're high and they tend to slip off of guys and slip over their shoulder pad and obviously talking about punches and, and surface area you want to hit chest you don't want to hit shoulder um yes. now now with Beckton, and i talked about this this is something that you're missing not watching the shows kyle because we're not friends um when you're when you're punching from higher going down on the shoulder it's a little bit better than as if you're punching up to the shoulder because punching up you have more tendency to slip off or if you're punching down you have less of a tendency to slip off so he has more freedom in that range we're punching down he's not going to slip off as much as if he was shorter but still you want to see a fix for, for surface area uh you know obviously me punching Kyle in the chest is gonna be a lot more effective than in the shoulder because it's not going to affect him as much as it would so it, um, it's it yeah
1: um I, I'm more concerned with uh his hands than his feet and it's just really impressive that a
0: guy that size has that those that smooth of feet yeah um Bring in Juju. Watch how damaged Sam is. Listen, I, there's there's Sam has open receivers that he's missing. So if Juju's open, is he going to hit him? Unless it's his first read all the time, then yeah, maybe. But to to not acknowledge the fact that Donald's missing open reads right now or open throws is is it's foolish. Yeah. Um, and can
1: I just say one thing about that too? When when he says that, what comes to my mind is is Calvin Johnson. I'm not in any way, shape, or form comparing Juju to Calvin. But here's the thing: is you could make a fair argument that Matt Stafford. The year after Calvin retired, the, the the year or two after Calvin retired, actually became a better quarterback because mm-hmm. he stopped force feeding the ball to Calvin. He actually started cycling through his reads more. So you you the problem with Donald right now is Donald was already already locking on to his first read too much. You bring in Juju and you make him the top receiver in your offense. How much more is Sam going to lock onto his first read? Yeah, you know I don't um, know if that I don't know how good that is going to be. For his two, development,
0: two more mailbags. We're gonna get to the caller who's waiting. Um, at AA McKibben. Uh, how do you explain sh- sh- Sam's shock regression? Do you think he's done in New York? Uh, do you see any way for Sam to come back to to some vague sentence of being a franchise quarterback, a la Tannehill? We address this a lot. I don't think we really need to address it again. Uh, is there a possibility he becomes a, a Tannehill? Yes, for sure. Am I yes. banking on that? No. And I don't, I don't. Even with Tannehill, is Tannehill a guy you're gonna take right now over Lawrence? No.
1: 10 so, not top 10. I mean, he's, no, top he's not 10. top
0: 10. There's, there's a lot like there's, there's, there's right now, if you can take Dak Prescott or, or Trevor Lawrence, I'm taking Lawrence. There's not a lot of guys I'm taking over Lawrence right now. Uh, yeah. last question. Why, uh, Knats Nelson? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Uh, since the jets will most likely be, uh, likely, will most likely have a new head coach to start the uh, next year. Do you think the new coach, would want to keep Bell, especially if his numbers improve. No the line. No, no, it's a long-term bill. You're not, you're, you're not going to, it's more Douglas. Uh, Douglas is going to see that what, 11, $12 million of cap space and, and get rid of Bell. Uh, I can
1: sign an offensive lineman or a receiver and now
0: you now tell it, me what's
1: better, more valuable.
0: Now, if Bell, now if Bell was in a situation where he was making the offensive line better then sure, but it's the other way around. The offensive line makes the running back for the most part. I think Bell but, wants
1: out too. Think about how how quiet Bell has been on social media compared to where he was in the off where he's hyping up his body fat percentage and all this kind of stuff. He sees what a mess this is compared to the situation he was in, in Pittsburgh, and I think he wants to win a championship. He's probably going to want out too.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's you're not going to. It's a long term build. Like this year, uh, going to the off season, you're going to sign some long term pieces. You're going to draft some guys where the Jets aren't in playoff contention probably even next year. So uh, you're not going to keep a guy around in Bell for. $11, 12 million dollars, but the offensive line Gore has missed a Gore's been bad. Like Gore is worse than I thought he was in terms of missing reads because because there's a plenty of holes that I've seen open that he's just not hitting. He doesn't have the, the 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 ability to jump cut, uh hit backside, things like that. I, yeah. don't, I don't think Gore has been good at all. um Let's get to the call He's getting
1: too many carries. He shouldn't um, at thirty seven. He shouldn't be getting this money. Well, he shouldn't get so. into the red
0: zone and go and go run, run pass. Like it's just it. It's way too much of of Gorgon. And
1: you got to criticize. By the way, um criticize Gase for for calling that concept in the red zone, running a wheel route to Frank Gore. But a wheel route is a very low percentage throw. Any anyway. there was also a guy opening over the middle there. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if no, Vaughn no, that's that's what I'm going to say. No, yeah, it, Donald is supposed to read. Uh, I, I don't remember what the other route was on that side of the concept. I forget. Um, that's probably his first read. The second read is probably the wheel. But then Donald's got to know. Okay, none of these concepts are open. The wheel route is an extremely low percentage throw. I'm going to throw it to a 37 year old running back who just got came off two runs. Sam, what do you? I mean, listen. Blame Gates for that. Blame Gates for the call. But Sam, really, that's who you're going to throw to? You're going to throw to him? Frank Gore's going to go up and get a jump ball? After he just ran two plays, cycle back, look, start to look to your next read. Yeah, he was wide open. So blame both of them there.
0: Yeah, I, I again, and I think people are asking in the chat if I'm doing a video review this week. Yes, I am. So we will go over that play. So I will, I will plug my own show, which I think I'm allowed to do. So that we'll go over all that stuff and talk about more of the X's and O's of that stuff. Um, caller, uh, John, and I think, I think it says Le'Veon, on Bell, maybe. So we just kind of got into that. So uh, John, what's up?
5: hey uh you guys how are you so you guys just really stole the thunder of my call and uh <laughs> really i think i asked you this question on twitter this morning too if the new head coach is going to keep bell or if, oh okay uh, they're going to ship him out but you answered all, all those questions so thanks and you guys are doing a great job and i love the show so congrats
0: I oh, appreciate you. that John, you have anything else to add before we hang out? I guess i I don't know if that was literally your question or not, but it, that's that was good timing. Um, is there anything else you want to add before you uh, before you drop off? and we definitely appreciate the, the call and hopefully you call in with a topic we didn't already hit next time.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know the the only thing is uh, what I came understand is I, I feel like every game there's at least three or four plays and I think you kind of hit on this a little bit, but not really, you know, there's three or four plays a game where Donald sees a wide open man coming across the middle. Mm -hmm. And instead of hitting him, he goes somewhere else. I just, you know, I don't think, I don't think he's actually
1: seeing it is the problem. I think he's just totally missing it. Um, which is, which is really concerning. Okay. Sometimes I, I don't think he like gets trigger happy. Like where like, you know, like someone like Alex Smith who might, well, who might see a potential open receiver, but he's just pathologically conservative in his approach to throwing balls downfield. Whereas I just don't think Donald sees some of these things. Like for example, how many times have we seen this year? I could think of maybe three or four examples where Donald broke the pocket and literally had guys open. One time it was Herndon down the sideline. Another time it uh, might've been Barrios or, or Crowder Crowder was week one. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He's just not even seeing those guys. And then he's either running out of bounds or yeah. or, or tossing it up to someone else. Like you, if he saw that he would have pulled the trigger, it's well, yeah, just way too open not to.
0: The, the, yeah. And there's multiple times the the Colts game, you have Herndon shrieking up the sideline, didn't pull the trigger because he's, he's becoming conservative because I don't know what case is telling him. So there's, there's examples of both him, not seeing it, him, not wanting to throw it. um, And then him getting locked onto reads like this one, he sees cager. Yeah. play up the sideline with herndon he sees him doesn't throw it he sees her a a crowd up the sideline doesn't doesn't uh doesn't throw the ball because he's getting ultra conservative there's another play um i i had in here queued up somewhere um where darnold is is his eyes are locked okay yeah uh, eyes locked to the right uh guys open left and he just he's just not reading the whole field this is the play that that saba was talking about um regardless, but uh, I, I will break this down into more detail. and I'm not sure if you watch the show consistently, uh, caller Joe, but pull if, up
1: if, that oh. mesh concept on third and four.
0: like here, which uh, which which uh, which uh, third is and this four. the play
1: I'm talking about? Um,
0: no, this is not. This is another this is another smash concept, but Don's eyes are locked in the entire time. And again, I don't know if this is the play that 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 Sharma uh, was talking about with the, with the safety state uh, with the safety shaded over this side. Don's eyes are never off the right side. The left side, he has Crowder. Whether this be a, a designed whip or a jerk route, where he has an option to go back out, this is open. Yep. Based on hips and his leverage, this corner route is open. Like he could throw two, two, to two guys right here. That probably yeah. would be a touchdown. But he never he just, sees them.
1: He needs to put it like. So is this uh, Gase's fault? It far. So so,
0: yeah, so yes, no, Gace, So Gase is a he's bad in many ways to be discussed. But this play, Gase cannot make these throws for Donald. Now, how is he going through the reads based on Gase? I'm not sure. But on this play, I, I see two guys open. So you could say Juju and get all these guys for Donald, which of, of course it would help him a little bit. But he's not hitting open guys when they're there anyway. And, yeah. he, and So you know. The, uh, uh, speak, Kyle, and then we'll talk. I'll, I'll, in, this, in this game, I'm going to tell I, you to speak like a dog. You don't have to bark, but I'm going to try to find that play. <laughs> in, the, in this game, I can't think of one I'm example. I'm going to hang you up so I can watch. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, God. Take care. In this game, I can't think of
1: one example where he made a full field read. Where Who did he through. miss, Kyle? Sorry, over the middle. Well, I'm trying to look
0: for this. Um, <laughs> in the mesh let's, see.
1: Uh, let's see. Let's uh, see. So, it was a mesh concept, third and four in the red zone, um, and he, he has Hogan. So, this might be – you might have pulled up this play earlier. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hogan's run hogan's running like a deep over route uh he's running it over the the mesh which is underneath um and he he maybe could have hit jeff smith on on a drag on this play too but the db's trying to undercut it but he had hogan wide open for a first here
0: yeah i, I got like 60 something plays so i'm not i'm not gonna be able to maybe i have it maybe i don't um but i have i have plenty again uh for the people, I'm sure there's people in the chat who are defending him. All this stuff, which again, we've we went and at it through multiple angles of him not being surrounded, him having a bad coach, but he's also not doing a good job himself. So he has to overcome what's around him at a certain point as well for him to be uh, that guy, uh, which he's not doing right now. So defend him all you want, but I, I think the film shows what it shows. It's you know we're not one of those talk shows that doesn't back up the film. So um, some recaps of the of the season. Then we're gonna get into the and in, into the uh, into the chat. Um, Gase, we talk about him a lot. This is the stuff I just wrote down. Gase, Donald. we talked about a lot. Uh, O-line, we, we discussed injuries By at the, wide receivers. It, it sucks, you know, but go ahead I think
1: we just but, say like criticize Gase. Gase is very much responsible. I would say the, the, the way bigger majority of the problem, um, with their offense, but Gase also doesn't trust Donald and I can kind of see why. I can kind of see why. Not that it's really justified, and he should be doing more things to you know make Darnold comfortable. Um, you got to work with your quarterback and what he what he's comfortable with doing. Um, but I mean, this dates back to. I mean, there wasn't there the report that Gase wasn't really. I mean, because Miami needed a quarterback in 2018.
0: Yeah, and, it wasn't that hot. And,
1: on and, and, and he wasn't. He didn't think Darnold did anything particularly well. Supposedly Baker was his guy that he wanted uh, for the Dolphins. They just couldn't Baker trade would be up terrible. To get, the Jets are now too. Yeah, he would. I don't think he'd be good um, with the Jets, unfortunately. And, And I did like Baker a lot, so I'll just say that. But yeah, this is a really tough situation, no doubt. And Baker was bad last year. Bad situation. He was bad. So better now, situation this year and he's better much better situation
0: than yeah, um, I wrote down injuries at wide receiver and overall, obviously the the receivers, I I think that they're better than they've shown like the overall position. Uh, Perryman again, best avi- uh, abilities availability hasn't been available. That's been one of his problems. It's so something you have to consider. Crowder has been good. Barrios has been good. Jess has been good. There's some de- good, like depth pieces. Um, Mims, we have to see what he proves. So I think the jets will get like a big time guy, hopefully in the next year or two, um, to have to, to add to that group. But overall, They've been injured. The tight end position Herndon has been a massive disappointment this year, like 11 receptions for a like hundred yards dropping. And how many
1: game. drops? How, how many drops does he have? Like at least three, right?
0: One in the end zone against the, against the, the, uh, Colts, the right? Niners, the Niners. Always the Niners. The Niners, the okay. one, this game on fourth and four, where it's right in his chest and he drops it ending in the game, uh, the, the fumble that, was that he just had, pathetic. That the was fumble pathetic. that he had against the bills, the, the catch where Donald did throw, well, Donald did throw behind him, but he has the, he should have the ability to catch it. He drops that. So that's been disappointing. Uh, signing Griffin and then him coming out and saying, I don't know if I'm ever be the same player. And then him not being involved in the offense. The one thing I will give credit to Griffin on again, it's not something you're going to hear anywhere else. His, his blocking has actually been better this year. So I will give him credit for that. He's not saying much though. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, D line not as effective. Some people have asked that question. The D line, uh, I, I think, I think that you want to see more pass rush from them. Henry Anderson's a joke. Shepard hasn't showed up as much as I thought he should or or would as a as a. Hey, got a, pass rusher, I got a but, little
1: interesting nugget about Henry Anderson. Well,
0: he got he just got another late hit or a
1: penalty. <laughs> no, no, no. So I had a, a tweet that I guess had a decent amount of popularity. A lot of people liked it. And I basically said that, uh, he, can we like stop giving him reps? Cause he plays with no explosiveness. Like he literally m- looks like he's always moving in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And the only time he makes like a wow type of play is when he's roughing the passer. Like literally, like you'll see Quidditch make some flashy plays. You'll see Shepard make some flashy plays. Huff, all these other guys, you could see them flash every now and then. Henry Anderson never flashes. So I wanna see him stop getting reps. So I, I tweeted that out. Someone commented Henry Anderson's and, wife? No, not his wife. I'm, gonna, I'm getting there. Okay. Someone commented and said that, um, Henry Anderson produced a lot when he had elite coaching, meaning Todd Bowles was an elite coach. First of all, this is what this person, idiot let me call him an idiot said, uh, and he said, Greg Williams is not as good of a coach as you think. And then Henry Anderson's wife liked the tweet. So Henry Anderson's wife doesn't like Greg Williams, apparently
0: whatever great he, he sucked uh henry anderson like the last two like was it the colts game where he took like three extra steps and hit the quarterback like what do you do he's such an asshole he really is just such an asshole yeah you, would, you um, wouldn't
1: expect that from a stanford graduate
0: right yeah so i well i there's some guys on defense like fado kasi shepherd's been a little bit disappointing but I, I think those guys mcclendon has been solid and Quentin williams has been good but listen a lot of teams just run to the outside on the jets just just pin and pulls sweeps just, can we just talk to the about Quentin more go ahead yeah I've, I've,
1: let's just say this right now. And I know how high you were on him and how high I was on him. Let's just say this right now. And we're going to be extremely definitive about it. Quinn and Williams will never, ever, 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 ever be Aaron Donald. Never, ever. I don't know if there's going to be he, another
0: Aaron Donald in the next 20 years.
1: Yeah. He, he will never be that. And I know, I know some people made that comparison. He won't, he will not be, he doesn't have the athleticism. And and yeah. quite honestly, he does look a little unathletic out there. Sometimes
0: I I, I just have to be honest at times. Like there's sometimes he looks gassed and this
1: might be why he's not playing as high of a percent snapper percentage as you'd want him to.
0: Yeah. 55% last game, not not the Broncos game, but the Colts game,
1: even though he's in better shape. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, sometimes. And I think that I do think that he, and when I say he will never be on Aaron Donald is he's limited athletically. Now, I know he ran a, a fast 40 for a guy his size, 483 for uh, for a guy who's 303 pounds, whatever it is, it is pretty good. But he didn't do anything else. He didn't do the three cone. He didn't do any of the jumps. And, and why? He knew he was going to get drafted high, and he knew he didn't have to do these drills that weren't – he knew he wasn't going to test good in these drills. And it shows on tape. Now, whereas college, he's abusing a lot of bad offensive linemen. A lot of college offensive linemen are really bad in comparison to NFL offensive yeah. linemen. And he's abusing these guys, but when he goes against bigger, stronger, faster guys in the NFL, he he's got good technique, but it's not it's not working as well when he's going against guys who are much better athletes.
0: Yeah, I I don't know if I necessarily agree with you completely there because there are some times where he he blew up Quentin Nelson uh, in the in the Colts game. So I think he has some good athletic, Can, can you pull up one
1: play? I, I, I just want to see if I if I saw the same thing as you. If that's not um,
0: difficult for you to do. Yeah, you just got to you just got to talk while I do it cuz I got Okay, yeah, sure. So <laughs> uh
1: one thing that I'll say that he does really well that I've I've liked both his rookie year and this year is I like how he tracks down guys down the line of scrimmage. Um like if a team is running a zone play, like an outside type of zone play and they're stretching it, Quinton's pretty good at, at at stacking it and then and then shedding and then when he does track down the running back, he is laying a big hit. And that's not easy to do. Um, But there are some times like if he doesn't win initially, like Quinnen's good at getting really nimble, like getting himself skinny and fitting through the gap. That's where he's good. But I feel like when he doesn't get that, he's not going to win. And he's been trying to, he's been trying yeah, to, he doesn't that.
0: have like the, he doesn't have like that makeup lateral athleticism where I, th- I feel like he's more of like a straight line explosive type guy, yeah. um, where it's not lateral athleticism like Donald, where you can see Donald win like that and, and shoot gaps, even though he's initially beat. So Quinn doesn't have that, but I do, I think, and somebody says an average defensive lineman. I don't think he's that, I think he's actually a solid defensive lineman. Yeah. I think he could be a pro bowler, but, um, He's not Donald. Donald's a freak. Like it's like saying, you know, it's like comparing anybody to JJ Watt, Donald, uh, you know, Revis. Well, Revis was more technique, but like the freak of nature, guys. Like, it's it's hard to do that. So I think Quinn Quinn has been plenty fine. Like, listen, if that's if that sack wasn't a face mask last week, last week, you're looking at three sacks and yeah. four games for him and and he, Played okay in the, in the Colts game. He played really well in the Niners game. He played really well in the Broncos game, but he just had, you know, he had the penalty where was it a late hit? Was it not a late hit? I think the late hits are soft. Uh, the, the face mask, it's bang, bang play for people to criticize that. Go play in a, in a real football game and then tell me how hard it is to, to sack a guy when, and, and him ducking away from you and you grab. Yeah, I, I, I've done it's I've done that do. in games.
1: I, okay, totally, so totally unintentionally, not trying to be malicious, but not, it's not did, like not thinking did. not thinking it was the only way I could bring this guy down and trying to save a touchdown. No, exactly.
0: you're, you're grabbing for jersey and you just happen to grab. You're grabbing and that's where his face mask goes. It's bang bang. So, but there's plays like this where he blows up. He blows up Quentin Williams. Or, yeah, I mean, these, uh, are, and uh, these are the of,
1: right I, I think he's really good on these types of plays. Like when they're trying to stretch it. One way he's very good moving um horizontally like this like very very good yeah 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 and um but like one thing is sometimes when you see him rush he he tries to and i understand that you know you want to use a long arm a little bit more like when you're on the edge but like you try to long arm someone and he doesn't have long arms not to mention he's not he's not the most explosive dude in the world like he's got good technique and he's I, i would say pretty good pretty quick out of his stance but in terms yeah. of like actual explosiveness, athletic explosiveness, like so he tries to long arm guys sometimes and it, it's not working as well. Like Aaron Donald, I know Aaron Donald's short six one for a defensive lineman, but Aaron Donald actually has long arms. Like, yeah, so, he's got like what, like 34 and a half inch arms. Quinnens is like 33, something like that. So, I mean, he, he's going to be a good player, but like, you know, we, we should at least temper our expectations on him potentially you know, maybe yeah. ever being super elite. Well, he, he, we, he, maybe he won't be that.
0: Well, I think if you're comparing any prospect, it's like comparing a guy. Okay. He comes out Patrick Mahomes, the defense line comes out, Aaron Donald, he comes out Julio Jones. Like it's, it's hard to, you know, I, I think, I think he could be a pro bowl level player. I think he's good this year. Um, and there are examples of him blowing up. Runs no, I get that. Up- but
1: like compare him to like Kinlaw though, like, like Javon Kinlaw, like, uh, a- just just think about some of the plays he's had in his young rookie career. The, like
0: the one thing I do want to address, too, with with him is that people and people are saying in the chat that he has not been helped out by Greg Williams. And I agree with that. Uh, totally. First totally. Year. A, lot, a lot. A lot of him being the picker, the looper. And, like, and he's Dan, still
1: doing that too you're, much.
0: You're asking. He did last game. You're asking Man. a guy who we just talked about with his lateral athleticism. Um, he, he's not the most laterally athletic and you're asking him to loop, which is a lot of lateral athleticism to, to press a gap, get to another gap after the guy crashes inside, et cetera. So he's not the best at doing that. And that's what he's been doing a lot of. So he's a guy you want in a four, three single penetration. You take the B gap. That's your gap. That's what he should do. And they're not using him in that way. So I really don't, and I'm not just, I'm not, again, this is all on film. He, they're not using him in a proper way. Um, and I think that's because of what surrounds him. Uh, and it goes without saying that a, a guy on a better team, uh, whether it be like with better players around like Buckner and Bose, like if he's on that team, then yeah, sure. He's going to be helped out. Uh, but if this team had miles Garrett, teams.
1: if they had a legit edge rusher well, where you and, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have to manufacture yes, a rush as much yes, yes, where correct. he could just shoot saying. the gap, he would be, you'd see him making more the plays. Just because of how bad their the, rushes are looping plays. Yeah. You know, think about it. Sometimes They're longer developing you, too. It, it, yeah. So, so that, that could
0: be a reason why he gets gassed more too
1: on yes. a given play
0: and so and you finished my point for me kyle where i was going to say because of how bad the front is with rushers like whether it be like you know Quinn, not Quinn Williams, but like mclendon you know Shepard, they're not the best rushers so it's a lot of manufactured pressures with stunts Quinn williams just needs to be one-on-one you beat this guy he, he i don't want yes, him as a part of all these totally. things because of the jets not just the talent around him in terms of sucking up double teams literally what he's asked to do on a play-to-play basis just for one guy is not helping him. So he's been producing and showing good stuff w- with all things considered. So I, I think he's going to continue to develop. He's a young guy. If he's used as a penetrator, I think he will be uh, even more highly re- regarded. So I, I think he could be one of the best defensive linemen in the league. I, I still do think that I'm not going back on that. Oh yeah. I, I, won't, at I won't say no to was that. elite. And that's still on, listen, all the stuff I said is, is here on film. Uh, you can go back and watch Quinn Williams review. Uh, offensive linemen like guys like uh, Andrew Thomas, who I think he's playing okay, but I said Andrew Thomas is never going to be a guy who's top flight guy because he doesn't have the athleticism to do it. So, um, but moving on to the, to the line, the linebackers has looked absolutely terrible, Kyle. Uh, slow, they're they're bad. Well, we knew that, we knew that though. Yeah, so really nothing else to comment on with that. Oh, yeah,
1: But but let's talk about Avery a little bit though. I, I, I don't well, know he, what you're seeing.
0: Go ahead. First game, he looked slow, he yes. missed some reads.
1: Uh, he, he there was a He he looked a little nervous and stuff and I've
0: never seen him like that. He was the hook. He was the hook to seam. I believe it uh, on the play and he didn't read it like he should have, like he would have in the past and he got beat behind him. So I saw that play. Um, Last game, I thought he looked a little bit better, but he's, it's also doesn't make sense that Ogletree is playing more reps than him. And Ogletree has been the worst linebacker I've ever seen ever. He's bad, man. He's ever.
1: really bad. You want to talk about a guy who gives
0: up on plays and plays with such little effort and passion. It's him, man. He looks Dude, like I'm almost convinced I can run a faster 40 time than Alex Ogletree. Like he, he runs like a five two forty. He, he, he must,
1: he, you got to wonder, does this guy even like work out and train anymore? And it's like, he, it yeah. seems like he's just resting on his college laurels and high draft status at this point in his career. And the fact that, you know, he worked with Williams for several years, and the Jets were so um, desperate. That seems like it's the only reason he has
0: a job right now. Last couple of topics before we just go hard into the chat and then we'll uh we'll we'll bounce off. Is uh the, I think the safety position has been disappointing as well. May has been overall disappointing minus the first game where he looked solid, but like I haven't said it. People are saying he's like an elite first game. I thought it was a solid first game, but it, it was overhyped by people. McDougal has been dreadful um in every yeah. aspect. Yeah, he has. Uh, I'm doing the review with Marcus Coleman, I said like, I think he's an average guy. He could be an average guy, but he's even worse than that. Davis hasn't seen reps because he's inexperienced, let's be honest. Uh, Bless Austin's been a disappointment, I would say, from – well, not for me necessarily. I think he's a role player, but he's been bad this year. Missing tackles, opens his hips up, doesn't get <laughs> lateral shuffles in. He's I, uh, Kyle, you're going to watch some shows. I kill Austin some of these, some, some of these shows. The
1: uh, year has been the worst, though, probably.
0: Yeah. He gave up like a hundred yards and he, but he had two picks and a pick six. It was like weird, but yeah, but those uh, are,
1: those are stupid plays by ripping though. Like, and the, the Oh, he dumped the ball off out of bounds and he threw it right to, yeah. Right to <laughs> I the, mean, the, the seer kudos to the seer for keeping his feet in, but like he got a layup though there. I mean like, yeah, he threw the ball. Like it looked like the seer was the receiver on that route.
0: Yeah. Um, Gase, uh, is he gonna get five? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So the three other things I want to address before we get into the chat, um, Gates being fired, and we addressed this already, but I don't know if you really addressed it. I said that Gates being fired helps the locker room out. It helps, you know, uh, potentially Sam Darnold to show what he has the last 12 games. And people say, can it hurt Darnold? I don't think it hurts Darnold because how much worse can it really get right now? So I think firing him is a good, oh, it doesn't help him at all. All these big wigs in the ESPN. Oh, it doesn't help him. Just keep him. I completely disagree with that. Get a new coach in there. See if it lights a fire under him. See if it lights a fire under the team. Um, tell me to address the field turf as well. I think the caller talked about it. We didn't, uh, there's been a lot of injuries they have to look into it. I know it passed whatever test, but um, there is a thing about field turf being too sticky. I don't know if you've played on field turf that was too sticky. Uh, Kyle, not to, but my, is. Not to
1: my memory, no. Yeah,
0: there are some field turfs that are bad. I think people just play on grass, but the Jets clearly have an issue. There's a lot of injuries on the Jets' field. Um, other than that, uh, before we get into the chat, will the Jets get a win? When do the Jets get a win? What games do you see as winnable for, for the Jets? Like, what do you think their record's going to be at the end of this year based on their trajectory right now?
1: Um, it seems like Darnold probably won't play this week. So I think that, you know, Flacco, listen, Flacco barely practiced with this team at all, at all, yeah. because of all the COVID and his injury stuff. So, um, and he's bad. I, I've never, never, ever been a Flacco fan. I mean, you want to talk about a check-down conservative type of quarterback that's never going to wow you with athleticism and has a really overrated arm, really overrated. Um, I, I can't see Flacco doing much to, to beat uh,
0: Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray. Um, I, the, he's, in a, he's in a scramble for like 1,000 yards in on the Jets. There's no way they're going to me like a tan Kyler Murray. I yeah. do not see it.
1: I could, I could see us potentially beating the Chargers, though, um, even though like yeah. Herbert's, Herbert's been pleasantly better than expected. Um, mm. but I, I still wouldn't say that the chargers are a good team though, but no. I mean, still at this point, if I had to say who's going to win that game right now, I got to say the chargers, right? So, I mean,
0: I don't think if you had a bet on anyone and these are the games that I think that they could win. Yeah. The, I mean, the, it's the hard Cardinals, to go winless. the card. Yeah. The Cardinals, they just lost to the Panthers. They lost to the chargers as well. Right. I think it's the chargers two weeks ago. Um, so I think could they yes am i gonna bet on it no i just don't say they're gonna contain Kyler murray if he gets in the run it's just their linebackers are so damn slow McDougal's not good in the open field at all uh bus austin's missing tackle so i don't know how to say that they're gonna win that game they could the chargers again the game I, I could see them winning would i bet on it no the the browns i don't think so at, at this point um, people say that game the I dolphins would, i would say that either the chargers
1: or the dolphins will probably be their
0: first win yeah, and the Dolphins, like, listen, they've been losing some games, but I, Brian Flores is a good coach, and they've been in games, you know, they, they've they been in, they were in the Bills game, they were in the game uh, last week against the Seahawks, so are they going to beat the Jets? Probably, the Raiders are always a team who I think disappoints versus the Jets, the Jets have had some solid success against the Raiders, minus that, including last uh, year, Marshawn Lynch game, where he was dancing on the sideline where they got, we got stomped out in Oakland.
1: And the uh, Jets and the Jets are home again this year, and the Raiders seem to always struggle more when they come to. It seems like either team struggles wherever they go. Like if the Jets, except for two thousand nine, where the Jets smoked the Raiders 38-0 in Oakland. Yeah, but other than that, every time these teams match up, it always seems like the home team wins.
0: Yeah. Uh, other than that, there's really well. Again, we're we'll getting to the chat, so if but you want to start, if we
1: had if we tonight, had to say right now if we just pick based off what
0: we know now and in injury status, on in like one a, of those games you're betting against the, the jets. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So do they finish with two wins? Maybe two and 14. Is that good? I'm the hope the, the first pick. I hope so. Pro- the problem
1: is, is strength of schedule right now. Jets aren't getting a tiebreaker with anyone. In yeah. contention. No. And, and you know, the team that scares me most is actually Jacksonville. And I, I think Minshew is better than expected. They, they do have a crappy roster and I don't know how much people are believing in Marone and they did lose three in a row. I know they beat the Colts week one, mm-hmm. but i don't know man
0: um jackson man like listen the them too them too but won, but they're, but they're you, in you the nfc on, East, though. they're in the nfc oh no, no, the, no. yeah
1: whoever's not, getting one is taking lawrence i don't care who what your quarterback situation the is.
0: only question the only team i think is questionable who i do not think is going houston? to finish with not houston because they're gonna get some wins the falcons what do they do oh they'll draft lawrence and they'll sit him They'll sit
1: him behind Matty Ice for a year. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It'd be um, like Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. That'd be great. A, That'd be great for the kid. By the way, can, can we just, I don't know how much people we got in the chat or
0: online or whatever. We have a ton of people in the chat.
1: Okay, so maybe we want to spend a lot on this, but I was really a big proponent of actually keeping Teddy Bridgewater. I know we trade, we, we signed him and then traded him for picks, which was great. You know, we barely paid him anything and then traded him for picks. That, that was cool. But I really thought that would have been good for Darnold to sit and learn. And I thought that yeah. Teddy was a good guy to do it. We knew our offensive line was bad. Teddy, Teddy had played with bad offensive lines his whole career. And it was something he actually did pretty well. Mm. I think it's good for a young quarterback to sit. And I thought it would have been a really nice situation for him to just sit and learn a year. Because he was raw. Anyone who was acting like the kid wasn't raw, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean,
0: no doubt Darnold had talent, but he was raw. Yeah, he yeah, he's raw and he was young too. So and for the people saying that, oh, he's only twenty-three years old at this point. Yeah, but he's had five years of starter experience at USC and now with the Jets. So you have to consider that. Like there's a lot of mileage on that arm already, um, for being twenty-three years old. So he's not a normal twenty-three year old young kid. Like he's he's developed bad habits, he's done all that stuff. So um and we have another question from from Facebook. I want to address this. This is a this is a lot uh farther in the in the past. I don't know if this guy's still listening. We still do have about a hundred listeners or people in the chat. So I Appreciate that. Um, George Arvin says, "Why is Donald missing open receivers consistently? Is that is that Gase has mentally taught him the wrong way?" Uh, That was from Facebook. We're on Facebook Live right now too. Uh, I think we address that a lot, Kyle. I I think it's a combination of of both things of how how strict is Gase in terms of Donald having to go through his reads. Can he adjust what reads he goes through at the you know um, when he sees or what he sees based uh, pre snap coverage and rotations and things like that i'm not sure what Gase is allowing Donald to do in terms of reading um the defense but i can tell you he's definitely locking on the number one receivers uh two or his number one read too long i can tell you he's definitely jumping in the pocket he's missing open guys even when he does see him he's hesitant to, to get rid of the ball um pre-snap he's not reading correctly in terms of like his hot read things like that like he's been he's been bad Gase has been bad too but people and it goes both ways. People talk about Darnold like he is the worst quarterback ever, and he, you know, had never had a shot. Disagree with that. People talk about Gates like there's literally not one receiver open the entire game, and Darnold is getting pressured and hitting it. You know, uh, hit two seconds after um, he the ball is snapped. Not true either. Like there's plenty of guys running open. People just be like, "Oh, it's Gates." Okay, well he had. Lawrence Cager running open on a dig, and he looked at him and didn't throw the ball. Another time, where he threw a ball. I believe it was to Jeffs. It wasn't to Jeff Smith. It was Barrios or, or Hogan on the left side who ran like a, 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 a hitch or a stop or whatever it was on the left side. Before he reads that, he sees Jeff Smith running uh, open on a on an over route in the middle doesn't throw the ball to Jeff Smith and forces it to to Barrios or Hogan and the ball is deflected where we where you have Jeff Smith wide open in the middle, but he doesn't throw the ball. So it's it's a lot of things right now. And the Jets they they ruined him to a certain extent because he did not look like this his rookie year. Like his rookie year, that, that Texans game, that, that Packers game, if he's scrambling out to the right sideline and like in the Colts game, and he sees Herndon with a wide open field in front of him, and, and, and Herndon is, is you know adjust his route to Donald because he's scrambling. He throws up all ten out of ten times, and he gets there nine out of ten times. This game he didn't throw it. You know the Crowder yeah. ball, the Bills game, he didn't throw it. Like he has regressed. It's it, there's no question about it.
1: Yeah, he has. Um, I I texted Travis Wingfield and I asked him um, about if Tannehill actually had autonomy with audibleing out of Gase's play calls, and he said that he he did have that ability. Gase gave him that auto, autonomy
0: to audible out. So, yeah, you know, take that for what it's worth. All right. So moving on to, I don't think we have a caller. No, we do not. So moving on to the chat, let me look through this again. We, it doesn't go back that far because we had over like hundred plus people in her whole time. So it's only going back to 747. Um, let's see if there's anything in here that's worth addressing. A lot of people talked with each other, but I don't know if they're actually asking questions. So if you want to drop some questions into the bottom, we could do that. Our cornerbacks are horrible. Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> Maybe the, the worst in the
0: league. This is the problem with the whole hype of of the bless Austin thing because he he's playing bad bad quarterbacks, uh, bad teams, and he looked okay. And then he got benched hey he, this had seven, he had a seven
1: he had a seventy nine PFF grade against the Raiders man
0: last year. Come on, no he he was he was bad. He's been really bad this year. Do I think he could be a depth piece? Am I still impressed for what he was drafted to be as a sixth round pick? Yes, if he if he's on the team as a sixth round pick, I'm impressed. Do I think he could be a fourth or fifth I think he's string corner? Or yes. Under. Well, no, I think was he a seventh rounder? I think he was. Uh, maybe, maybe he was sixth or seventh round, whatever, whatever Regardless. it was. Pretty much the same thing. Um, any good defensive coordinators we could sign and replace Greg Williams, or is the new head coach going to pick the defensive coordinator? Listen, of course, if the new head, head. coach, <laughs> well, I don't know the Jets. If the new coach comes in and has to, and he's forced a defensive coordinator, that's exactly why we have Gase and and not Matt Rule. So that would be a massive problem. And the the Johnsons have to just. We we trust the GM that we hired. We paid him a shit ton of money and gave him a big a big contract uh, over many years. We have Six to trust years. Him. We have to trust him. We cannot we cannot force his hand on money spending on coaches on anything. Like just let Joe Douglas take over the. Like right now, I always think about it. If Joe Douglas can could go back in the past and sign or not sign with the Jets, do you think he signed with the Jets after what he's seen with ownership? I would probably say not. Depending on like I don't know what they're acting. I'd agree. And been, and, the,
1: and and the thing with him is that. This was a guy that pretty much was going to have his pick of whatever GM spot that he wanted had he waited several more months, a half a year or whatever it was. But it just kind of worked out that at the right time that he was, you know, allowed to because Gase made this, you know, this big push to to move in, in, in a new GM where it just happened to work out for Douglas. Yeah. But had he waited to the next offseason, supposedly he could have had his pick of any one of the GM openings.
0: Yeah, we got a lot uh, of I'd comments in here about uh, J.E. said it a while ago that keep keep Sam and do what Dallas said with Jimmy Johnson, get draft picks and build the team. Remember, Troy Aikman sucked his first three. So here, here he said. three. seen him say this like four times in there, so he keeps repeating the same thing. But again, I'm not banking on Donald to become a good uh, to an elite quarterback. Uh, no, but, with what yeah, I'll
1: go back to the question that I posed earlier. What quarterback... And I, as far as Aikman, I mean, how good would Aikman be if he didn't have great coaching and all that talent around him? I don't even know. Supposedly, Michael supposedly, Irvin, Emmett Smith. And the great, the offensive line, the biggest thing. I mean, hello. Yeah. I mean, how good truly would Aikman have been? I mean, and he if you look at his stats throughout, throughout his entire career, and of course, stats aren't everything, they're not super impressive. I mean, let's just be honest. The guy's in the Hall of Fame because he won however many Super Bowls he won. Um, the only quarterback that I could think of, especially in recent memory, that his first three, four years, whatever it was, wasn't very good, and then went on to become elite special player is Drew Brees. I cannot think of any other one.
0: And if you're taking that risk, that that Sam's going yeah. to be Drew Brees. You know, again, and Drew Brees, Rogers, Roethlisberger, Brady are the only guys I can think about who've won on their second contract. So if you think Don could be one of those guys, sure, build around him. That's that's a risk you're willing to take over drafting a guy who's high, as highly touted as a Andrew Luck. A uh, big risk to take there. So do I think it could happen? Yes. Do I want people to come back and say it to me? Oh, well, look at Donald. Now he was a good quarterback. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. I told you that he could have been, I liked him a lot more than, than people did. And we'd, be happy, and, we'd and, be happy for him. We'd be happy for him too. And Kyle can attest to that, but I'm just saying at this point right now, cons- with all things considered, um, it's it's bad. Damage not. You, you, Sam you is not to, damaged. He has just a lack of confidence in everyone around him. Yes, that's that's why he's not throwing to wide open receivers. Lack of com- lack why. of confidence is damaged. Listen, if I if I'm a receive if I'm a quarterback and I see four guys are covered and I'm a ten personnel and Kyle Smith, the actual Kyle Smith, is streaking down the sideline wide open, I'm throwing the freaking Kyle and see if he can catch the ball. <laughs> like he's wide open, so you got to hit the good guys. Uh, cut Herndon overrated. Cutting Herndon would be foolish. Is Mims playing this week? I don't know, but he's available to come back uh let's see if there's anything else wouldn't that
1: be something as soon as Mims, as soon as availability and then darnold's not playing
0: (laughs) poor sam i think we should boycott watching the games until gase is gone i will wait for bluett's film to see how bad we are hey i'm fine with that (laughs) hey
1: guys i'm i'm truly i'm happy that they're keeping supposedly rumor rumor that they're keeping gase till the end of the season because i i want as much losses as possible and I do think that Gase will help them to that end. That's so. your head,
0: not your heart, which is, which is, and people will criticize fans for thinking that way. Oh, you're on the tank train. You're not a real fan. I think for the long BS. term, if everybody can pick right now, number one pick and the jets finishing one and 15 or four and 12 and the jets finishing with the seventh pick, I think you'd be foolish to want to finish four and 12 and get a meaningless wins against the dolphins and the chargers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, imagine the jets it's week 17. They're going against the Patriots and Regardless whether the Patriots are playing their starters or not, and the Jets are, the Jets have one less win than the Jaguars. Let's say, and let's say if the Jets win this game, they go from one wins to having two, and the Jaguars have the tiebreaker with strength of schedule, and now the Jags get the first pick. Was that win against the Patriots Week 17 really worth it? I mean, come on.
0: Only if it's the Seahawks. That's might might only be worth it. So somebody said in here uh sir sir no, it man wouldn't, it sir wouldn't be. come on Bowen. I I'm, I know but Bowen. I want to see Jamal Adams cry. Uh Jam- Jamar Chase and Mims with Crowder and Juju we'll have a great offense if they put the right player color in. I don't think they're going to get Juju and Jamar Chase. I think there's going to be one r- big asset whether it be a draft pick, second round pick, end of the first round or free agent signing towards the receiver position. And listen, let's say again I don't want to go too much in this because it's a lot of what ifs, but next year you address one of the offensive line positions. You replace Van Roten, then you have and Van Roten, Connor McGovern. And let's say it's hopefully Cam Clark and then Beckton. You have a decent offensive line. If you have Crowder, let's say it is it is Crowder, Mims, Juju, and a third round receiver, that's a, you could win with that team, you know. So I think yeah. that they're surrounding a rookie quarterback better than they did with Donald, especially considering the the draft room they have. I mean the, the cap room they have, the draft, et cetera. So
1: I tell you what, though, like whether it's Darnold next year, which I ever, I, I just the way that the season is going, it's hard to see in the Jets get much better. It looks like they're going to be picking super high. Joe Douglas, I know Joe Douglas kind of like Sam Darnold. That was an attractive piece that led him here. Mm-hmm. But I have to believe that after two years of Douglas watching Darnold closely and seeing <laughs> this regression, yeah. he's going to want to pick his guy with that pick. So I have to believe it's going to be somebody else. And Joe Douglas's mindset should completely be, I don't care how bad the defense is. I don't care if you don't spend a dime in free agency on the defense. Spend so much money on offense and free agency. Because
0: yeah, yeah, you exactly. got
1: to, whoever that young quarterback is, they you need You build the help. defense later.
0: Yeah. It's all about helping the young guy while they're young. You don't want to damage them early. I would take Joe Blewett as the head coach of the Fire gaze. Give Blewett the team for one game. Uh, the world will see how stupid the john no i'm no that's you'd probably
1: be a much better gm than a coach
0: hey i'd appreciate i'll I'll take no
1: don't don't you agree with that though
0: that you'd be a better GM than a coach uh, yeah a lot of people and and it's funny too a lot of people have asked me about coaching and i I will eventually get into coaching i'm not saying i'm gonna get into any high rank thing maybe maybe high school maybe you know i've talked to some guys at ruckers and things like that but um coaching is different than evaluating like i know what a guy's supposed to do on certain plays, how do you coach that to them? What drills do you do? It's a completely different story. So that's a, that's a thing. It's whatever. Uh, Quentin Williams has good side to side run stopping skills. His upfield athleticism is lacking big time. I actually disagree with that. I think his lateral athleticism is not the best, but his penetration skills are good. Uh, straight line. He's good. Um, so many comments. Somebody made their name. Adam Gates and said, Hey guys, how am I doing? <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm at 8:20 he here. So he would never ask that. No, he doesn't. He's doing the best job, dude. And that's the biggest thing with him. Like, some of his also all offensive schemes, like, yeah, it's getting guys open. But how much of an asshole he is in the locker room into the media is a joke. Like, the Bills game saying he doesn't regret one call is an absolute joke. And again, even if you did call a perfect game, you have to say, because you're the leader of the team, yeah, it's my fault, you know, and take it on the chin. But he's such a freaking pansy-ass, like, narcissistic piece of shit. I hate Gase. I hate him.
1: Yeah. Hey, we didn't really talk about Wesco, but – I I oh, I, yeah. I like when they put him at fullback, man. He he's he's, he's a good a blocker. Good, he's a good blocker at fullback.
0: I I I commented on that a lot the last couple of shows. So I Connor McDermott.
1: I uh, let's just uh, as most backup tackles are, he's awful. Let's just Fins say that. fans
0: just feel, on my eight twenty four in the chat just feel, just here to feel good about my team. He's a Fins fan. Okay, great. What
1: did he say? Fun. I didn't I didn't hear what he said. He said, said Finns
0: fan just heal, just here to feel good about my team. <laughs> um, well, I don't know how good you should feel. Um, but, Somebody said, "I'd rather have three first, a second, and a third for that Trevor pick." Fine, if if you think that a couple of receivers, a couple of offensive linemen, and that's it, is is the price of a of a hopefully what you think Trevor Lawrence would be, which was a top ten quarterback, then that's on you.
1: Yeah, but but what's the one way to ensure you know playoff potential potentiality every single year is having a special quarterback? Like the thing you look at NFL rosters, look at how much they change within a span of two, three years, or whatever. Like I don't know what percentage it is, but it's such a high percentage of of guys that change all the time. Like you could have a really good defense one year, and then the next year your defense is crap. Happens all the time in the league, right? So like you're talking about one of these other. The best way to ensure long-term sustainability is having an elite quarterback, and I think that's what Trevor is. Y- yeah, sure, you get all these other picks, but then you 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 invest in this question mark with Darnold and potentially give him a hundred million
0: dollars in the future. You, you you have you some Donald do defenders you, in the chat right here. Wow, everyone is giving up on Donald. Donald but, needs to be but, with the coach. Yeah, but here's the, thing, here's the thing. Here's
1: the thing, Joe. Joe, here's the thing. So and These you guys are late to you, the party. <laughs> Joe, you are you're one of the biggest Donald supporters out there. Let me quote for the Donalds, the Donald defenders who might have just tuned in recently. Joe, who is the Jets film aficionado, he is a huge Donald fan. Uh, he said after Donald's rookie year, he broke down extensive film of Donald, and he said. I love this kid. I'm so happy we drafted him. I'm already concerned about what we're going to do in in 15-ish years after Donald Mm -hmm. retires. I'm worried about that time because we got our guy for the future. This is what Joe said. Now, these last two years have been that bad and that disappointing that Joe's kind of had to reassess where he is. but. It's. This is not like Joe has had some reason to hate Donald or whatever. And that's that's not the case. No, he
0: wasn't. He was my fifth quarterback coming out or my third quarterback coming out, and I I loved Donald coming out. His he loves, loves was, him. it him. was was really really impressive to me. Yeah, there were some things that were impressive. But for seeing sure. him, seeing him regress, him miss open reads, him not throw the ball, him miss guys when they're open. Like even when he does throw the ball, it, it's concerning. Sam was raw. That's why Redskins players were saying dual practice how mature he was already. Listen, but if you want to take your stuff from a dual practice with the Redskins a couple of years ago and not the film that he's put on, you know that he's put out there, then. That's on you, Momo, yeah, that's, that's Mo, my pup. That's okay. That, that's who's hanging his hat on. He doesn't care about interceptions. He cares what the Redskins players said how mature he was already. But this
7: what,
1: what I want to say though. So you, pretty much the only play. I mean, we haven't pulled up too much film in this show, but we've showed a litany of examples yeah. so far of Sam Dar- uh, plays that are forget Adam Gase. We know Adam Gase is the problem, but there are some times where Gase did call play that schemes some players open, and it's a hundred percent on Darnold, clean pocket missing high clean pocket missing a read not cycling through the read making a dumb decision you know not identifying things pre snap i mean where's the blame for darn and so the 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 challenge so to speak to the darn defenders is you prove to me for the me, donald defenders what, why does he not throw this me, ball to herndon tell me you, proved, you tell me why I, I gotta hold on i gotta pull it up um I'm, I'm not looking at you right now
0: like this, yeah, this so, is a ball that he gets rid of in the texans game the packers game of his rookie year this is not the same donald that we had year one he and missed, what what bro, percentage what
1: percentage time. of nfl starters are not going to miss that or what ones are i'm saying two-thirds two-thirds of nfl at least I feel confident two thirds of NFL starters are going to see that. This is year three for Sam Darnold. I don't care how bad your coaching is. And it is bad. It is bad. You can't be missing that stuff. You can't.
0: Again, and I I, listen, we haven't pulled a lot of film because this is more of a talk show than a film show right now. Um, But again, you could go back to timestamps in the comments um, you can find them in there, and just I, I put this stuff up all the time, and I'm not, and I'm not biased. Listen for people who come on here and think I'm biased. This is probably your first show because I'm not. It's just, it's just how I do it. Like if I was biased, I would say, that "Look Donald's at that pocket, all this stuff." Look Great at that pocket. pocket. You and and good read from Donald. I, I like that Donald throws with
1: anticipation here. He throws Anticip-
0: anticipation. The line, the linebacker sitting down, so he has good ant- anticipation, but he misses the throw. So even when he is seeing guys, he's he's missing throws because of his footwork and things like that, which I don't know how, what his footwork is like which here.
1: Which hasn't improved it's not good. at all. It's always been bad. Foot points and, towards the sideline, no drive for his lead foot. This is not an exaggeration. He might have the worst footwork out of all starters in the entire NFL. And and listen, that's not an for exaggeration.
0: The this, for the people who are watching this and saying, oh my God, they're hammering Donald." This is just against the people who are saying that there's no plays that he could make. Um, I don't know what this is. Donald hesitant, but... There's just plenty of throw, like. So they'll point to one play in this game. They'll point to one amazing play that he
1: made in this game. So oh, this is why you keep him. This is why you keep even, him. And okay. even on this play. But what about what about the other times where he tries to break the pocket? And, and let's say, listen, he's a good athlete. Yeah. He's not a phenomenal athlete. You know, compare his compare his combine measurables to Josh Allen's, and they're nowhere close. Nowhere close. He's he's a, a pretty good athlete at the quarterback position. That's it. And and then sometimes when he when he does make these off script plays, they turn to disaster. Look at the interception of Matt Mo, Matt Milano in Buffalo. And
0: Again, so like and, yeah, and, and, and I'm not like I'm, I'll be fair. I, I do give Don some credit on some plays, but like even here, like he has Barrios over the middle. He has him open. You have to see the, the the linebackers leverage to Barrios where he's still he's still square and not moving laterally. Barrios is looking at you and is clearly going to pass the linebacker. And he hears some footsteps. Which yeah, he should scramble out here um, if he doesn't throw the ball. But deliver the ball right here. Like why not deliver the ball to Barrios? So he scrambles can throw there, out,
1: or or he can reset. He can even he here can just shift
0: shift a little bit in the pocket. And then, and, and here, Kyle, you have you have two you have two backers or two whoever the DB backers who are working to their guys underneath. You have this guy who cl- who's clearly got two three yards of room on the linebacker wherever. This clearly is. could drop that in the He clearly could throw sides. that ball to the sideline, and he doesn't throw the ball, and he and he and he throws it out. Why? Why not try to hit Barrios right there? So there's a lot. I'm telling you, you don't have to believe it. You could. This is not a talk show where you're going to be able to bring opinions in. We're not going to back up what we see. That's not what we are. So if you think that's what we are. I don't want you to really click off because I appreciate the listeners and stuff, but this is a different type of show where we're going to back up what we say. So don't just, Oh, well, this is, this is this, and this is that. And he didn't miss any throws in the Broncos game because then you're going to get hammered with 10 plays. I'm going to bring up. So that's just, is what it is. Um, Let's see. Uh, because you said he was raw when he first came out, not about lately. He did see Herndon. He was running for his life here. Okay. He was running. He was running for his life. And clearly, I throw to time to throw to Herndon. He makes that throw 10 out of 10 times his, his rookie year. So, my, Momo, my pup, is a huge Donald defender. But um, there is a lot of plays. I, I want to see him defend those plays that, that we just put up there. So, he was um, clearly. Had enough time to throw to both of those balls. He had clearly enough time to throw to, bear, uh, to, to Crowder rolling out. Clearly enough time to throw to Herndon. If you think that he can't get rid of that ball, then you don't watch a lot of other teams because a lot of other quarterbacks would, like Kyle said. Um, what else? What uh, Dude, a lot of defenders, Gase play calling is confusing. Sam Darnold, okay, well, he sees guys running wide open. Is, is, is Gase in his ears? Tell, Don't throw you, that. Don't you, throw that. You tell, <laughs> me,
1: you tell me what's so confusing about a mesh concept with an over route laid over it, which is running college all the damn time on Saturdays. Every college team is running mesh, 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 mesh. Third and four in the red zone against the Broncos. Not a great team. Not a great defense. Darnold has a perfect pocket. Got two mesh routes, uh, two drag routes on the mesh. You got an over out with Hogan. Hogan's wide open, right in midfield, right in Darnold's center of vision. He misses it. You tell me what's so confusing about that that play concept.
0: Yeah, somebody's saying that uh, now. Now they're saying that there's d lineman in his face on one of those plays, and, and he missed the throw. Listen, again, you don't watch a lot of other film or other or, or other quarterbacks. If you're thinking that some of these throws he cannot make, you're you're you're, you're writing every excuse in the book for Donald at, at this point. If you're saying the throws that I'm showing right now that he can't that he can't make again, if you want to go to any one of the videos, watch the Donald segment and combat any of the plays, I would I would I would enjoy that because you're not you're not correct. If if you don't think there's quarterbacks delivering the ball with pressure in their face, stepping into hits while delivering the ball, rolling out, throwing open guys on the side. you're clearly mistaken you just listen
1: all things can be true guys guys everyone who's listening all things can be true gaze can be an extremely huge reason to blame and the lack of talent that can all be part of it and then darnold can also be part of it but i'm telling you right now deshaun watson (laughs) who we could have drafted
0: somebody said darnold darnold has never missed a throw hey he's joking around but
1: (laughs) in my opinion deshaun watson i don't know i i don't think i'd say he's elite. he's certainly very good um, and I I, I like yeah. the player overall, but I would never take him over Mahomes. I would never take him no. over Russell Wilson. I don't even think those players are really particularly close, in my opinion. But I'm telling you right now, you put Deshaun Watson on this Jets team. You put Deshaun Watson in his first or second year on this current Jets team. He's not missing. The, with Adam Gase as his coach, he's not missing all these wide-open players. He's not. Sorry, Jets fans, he's not. He's not missing all these open receivers. Appreciate and Deshaun the Watson, will struggle, Deshaun Watson yeah. will struggle with accuracy. Deshaun Watson will struggle with
0: accuracy. I time like Deshaun Watson. I just don't think he's elite. Like some other people do. I think he's really good, but he's not elite. I, I, I'm not on that. Yeah. That but the, but but the kid,
1: but the kid, he he's good at reading. He's good at reading defenses. He's a good, very good processor.
0: Uh, Sir men's or whatever his name is says, guys, thank you for this. I've never missed a blue it post on YouTube. First time interacting. Great football talk. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Like I said, um, there's plenty of shows out there that you could go and just, just lay up things like, like this or that, uh, Donald doesn't miss this reader. He, he didn't miss this throw or, you know, Quentin Williams is terrible. It, this is a film based show. So, uh, even though we don't do a ton of film on this stream, uh, when we do it live, um, there are plenty of shows that I do that are, that are only films. So if you want to go back, back and see anything about the draft prospects, Ashton Davis, bradley mcdougald who usually only be a secondary guy i break it down with a former nfl db um he doesn't tell me i'm a jackass and doesn't know what i'm talking about so i guess that's a positive at least so we we get into the nitty-gritty of the film so can uh, we talk about
1: crowder for i
0: feel a, confident a bit? In the opinion Go ahead. yeah we, um we're gonna close out in a couple of minutes so if you guys have any last second t- uh, questions in the chat go ahead if not don't don't worry about it but we we got to close out in a couple of minutes
1: i've always liked crowder Um, and he's certainly really reliable and stuff, but one thing that he's kind of impressing me more with this year, I know he hasn't played a lot, but man, he looks so good after the catch. Yeah. Like his his transition from catch to run is
0: really good. Yeah, no. And I'm going to bring up a lot this, this game, uh, about Crowder and how, how well he's been doing. He's a really good slot receiver. Like he, he is, uh, Again, did the film on him coming from the Redskins, and I thought he was a really good receiver. And I broke down some of the the route breaks he did and how good his footwork was and bam steps and sack bam steps and peak techniques, like all the things that he uses. So that was a positive. Uh, and he's been really, really impressive. And it's going to be interesting to see if the Jets want to continue his contract. I think it's like $10, $11 million next year. Um, I, I, I cannot see why you would get rid of him. You're going to –
1: he should – there should be no reason – Unless he gets injured or something
0: like that. The, this G, the, the JE guy throwing to who? Barrios and company. Again, some of those guys are not separating, but there's plenty of plays we put up there. And, and if you haven't been watching this entire show, then that's that's on you. If you haven't watched the shows before this where I break down the film, that's on you. There's there's guys running open. So if Barrios is getting wide open, is he not throwing the ball to Barrios because he's Barrios? Oh, his name is Barrios, and I don't trust him. He's not Calvin Johnson, so I can't throw the ball to him when he when he has five yards of separation. Like that doesn't make any sense. So Barrios is getting open. These guys are getting open um, at times. Now, Gase is a problem with his with his scheme. There are plays where there are, and and I've shown the plays with Darnold. I'm going to show him this week where he takes a sack because nobody's open and I'll give him those those plays when they happen but there's way more plays of him missing guys who are wide open locking onto reads the things we've been talking about so you, you guys gotta gotta you know see the forest or the trees type deal here and, and see what's happened with Darnold he's not what he was day one and I was super high on him so don't think I'm just crushing him for no reason like you've said before so uh, some of these people who are saying that you know if, if you don't think that those guys are running open you haven't been watching the film it's as easy as that or you don't know what you're watching
1: there's another play in the Broncos game. There's tons of bad plays in the Broncos game where this is some of the things that I don't understand with like Donald not, like sometimes he throws with anticipation too, but I, I, I feel like he really struggles with seeing defenders leverage sometimes. there He threw a jump ball to Hogan in the end zone. And yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember what exactly, what the route was. I didn't, I wrote down some notes, but I didn't make it super descriptive. And he hung the ball way too much inside where the defender was. Like if he throws the ball outside, Hogan has outside leverage. You hang the ball outside. Maybe Hogan doesn't catch it, but the defender doesn't have a shot at it. Instead, he hangs the ball inside where the defender has a shot at it. That was a bad throw. That's almost a red zone interception. And Darnold has a lot of red zone interceptions
0: throughout his entire career. So yeah, that's concerning. Yeah, no, for sure. Um yeah, there's just like a like a like a lot of things and again, I'm going to take like two more questions, but like even like the, and I haven't done the Broncos film yet, but there's just a lot of things that he's just not seeing. Like even on this play where he's reading where he's reading the right side, it's simple things like like seeing you have zone match principles, this guy carrying, you have the linebacker carrying the 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 uh the wide receiver inside at at this point. He should anticipate this guy being open uh, on the on the on the stop route, yeah. and he delivers the ball into the flat for 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 two yards, what, maybe three yards. What's the down and distance here? It's uh, it's first and ten. First and ten, but yeah, and this and this deliver the, the di- ball right here to the first down. Like, and, it, and it's not these are not things I'm like I'm like it's not like oh my god. Well, yeah, he was open after he threw the ball, but based on him matching him this guy's the, the linebacker safety's hips open to the to the slot and matching the which is going to be the three threat the, the three becomes a two and the two and the two becomes a three so he's matching the three he matches the flat he's going to be open but he, he's not he's not processing these things and he's just trying to get rid of the ball like there's a lot of things and that, that was a clean pocket by the way too but but uh and this is find- the
1: difference this is the difference between like you know good quarterbacks and great quarterbacks even that's not a complex reader or anything like that but. The good quarterbacks, when you give them bigger yards, they take their shots down the field. And Donald does take shots or whatever, but right now he's not. And yes, to a certain extent, blame it on coaching, blame it on talent around him. Yes, that's all the blame. But he is also to blame right there. That's a play where if Donald's truly special, like some of you guys are claiming him to be, he's going to be he's going to be making those plays. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, you have to you have to read pre snap, post snap. Is it is it match? Is it cover one? Is there a lurker? Is it palms? Is it cone? Is it a bracket? Is it you know what is the defense? And based on that defense and seeing what guys were matching, who he should have anticipated the the DB with outside leverage, um, um not having position on that on that throw. I have. By the way, I'm curious how PFF grades a play like that. I, I have no answer to that
1: question, but I'm curious though because like. On the one hand, he gains positive. It's a completion. It goes for positive yards, but he's passing up on a potentially a, you know, a lot more yards. So do they grade it negatively? Who the hell knows? I don't know.
0: Um, okay, Kyle, do you have anything else to to add? Uh I'll give people in the chat like like a minute because we've been doing this for three hours. And again, uh for the people who are joining in, I, I appreciate the support of, of over a hundred people in here for most of the show, like like five, six, seven callers when the jets are oh and four, and probably gonna be two and fourteen. So I appreciate that. What, what what this show is for is for the film. Again, this is more to get interactions with you guys, but it is based all on film. Kyle watches the film, I I watch the film, we break it down, I break it down extensively every single week. Uh, I break it down. Uh, JRB31 on Twitter, again on here, same same uh, YouTube channel, but four and a half hours on the Colts game dissecting a lot of Darnold. So if you don't believe the stuff I'm saying and you think I'm just talking my, my out of my ass, there's plenty of film to back it up. Um, as the guys in here know, the, the TJ Deckers, the 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 dark demonic in here who are always watching this show. So, um,
1: but Joe, why don't you direct? Why don't you direct them? Somebody,
0: oh, Jay just said I. I guess we draft. Lawrence, sorry, Sam, Donald. I cannot defend you. I but I or sorry, Sam, Donald. I defend you, but I can't know more. I don't know if he's seen the light or not. But but what, what were you saying?
1: I was just saying direct them to where they can get all your stuff in detail.
0: No, well, Joe, Joe RB thirty one, and on the same stream on under under or under the same channel. Blew it splits recaps of draft, uh, every single judge draft pick is on there from, from Ashton Davis to, to Bryce Hall again, who I did with an 11 year NFL veteran looking at his film with me, breaking it down. Uh, Desir, Connor McGovern, Beckton, draft prospects of the draft time. I did, you know, uh, I did a bunch of guys. I did Andrew Thomas. I did Becton. I did Tristan Wirfs. I did all these guys. So it's all based on film again. And if you think I'm bullshitting with my opinions, then that is what it is. If you don't trust me, that's fine. If you know more than me that, about film, then, combat me or don't watch it but uh you know i've tried i think i've learned a lot and put out some good information so follow that as far as i'm
1: concerned from a film aspect nobody in jets land is doing it better than you um and what i was just saying was you know directing them to the website jets xfactor.com because while a lot of your breakdowns are on here most of them are only partial if you want
0: the full breakdowns you got to go to the website yes good good promotion again Every first Monday of every month, so we, we have Kyle locked on for uh, for twelve shows a, a year. Um, if not, we're no longer friends because then he betrays my trust with that, and then he also doesn't watch my shows anymore. So um, that's two strikes against against Kyle, and I'm a two strike guy, not a three strike guy. So we'll be done. But
1: <laughs> I, I want I wonder over the years since you've been breaking down film, if there's anybody out there that has watched more hours worth of your shows than me. I would I would venture to guess that there isn't anyone. Maybe there is.
0: Rice Huff, you still owe me one.
1: <laughs> okay. well, hey, listen, the kid's playing now, so now I have actually reason to.
0: Yeah, um, so again, we appreciate the support. Uh, we have uh, people talk about the Yankees and stuff. Uh, TJ Decker, Joe, has Beckon surprised you. Uh, yes, he's been very, very pleasantly. We addressed, it. pleasantly. We, yeah, we, we addressed that in the past, but we appreciate everybody for listening. I'm going to try to end this live stream as smoothly as I possibly can. I'm not sure how it works, like the 20-second delay and stuff, but we'll be back I'll be, well, I'll be back today is Monday. Uh, I'll be back on Wednesday. The shows of again, every single week, I break down 50 to 80 plays of the game. Talk about it in detail, two to three minutes on every single play. I've had shows. that are two hours on these plays are on, on these games. I've had shows like the Colts game um, where, it's literally four and a half hours, which is a very long time. So uh, catch them there. And then in the off season, we'll break down free agents. We'll break down everything. Kyle will be here doing a one month recap pretty much with me in live streams. So you guys can call and I can talk to you guys because I do enjoy talking to you guys because in other situations, I cannot. So we appreciate everybody for listening. And uh, I'll catch you in a couple days of my show and the live stream in a month. Kyle, any last words? No, um,
1: you can close it out. Thank you so much for having me and everyone who uh, listened.